of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. I'm the most savage with it, the most hungry for this, the most likely to win it, cause most can't ignore this, the most underrated, the most fuck you pay me, I guess what I'm saying is that I really do the most, this is hard knives, fighting to get all tired, getting better every day, searching for some growth, my mama working too hard, but I can't fuck with no job, I'm in the field still, switching my approach, I got drop top dreams, hitting non-stop threes for the team, watch me kill it in the don't have to ask me what I do this for If you know me, you know it's obvious that I do this for the coast It's the culture that made me Queens turned me to a man, I don't nothing can face me I've been building this bus in the hardest city to do it On the scene, people tell us MDC is the truest Atlanta to the top spot, running this music We about to build this back from the ground No more excuses, we got the best in the world Like the homie Ben Lewis Telling Brendan if a trap gone Break out the nooses, they been sleeping on us like narcoleptics Folkling like an antiseptic Now boasting just that invested So me when I hit these records Too much effort, nah, this can't be counterfeited Hey, y'all be scared to stand out Y'all be trying to fit in I'm 230 dry, still jumping up the stage, man Everything I do is wet Watch me hit the rain dance You got a team, but you ain't got no game plan At us with the kill switch EP on the way, man, there's more for me I ain't giving them dabbing Focusing on business, I'm trying to expose this shit is a vibe of dopamine, I'm just moving that product This like paid in full, but none of us is actors We some pushers with some malice, empty clips on all you rappers So caught up in egos, that's that shit I can't adapt to Thinking too divisive, y'all won't never be a factor To elevate the game, I gotta elevate my mind I know the cost of this ain't free, I'm just here to pay the fines Yes, yes, yes. You already know what it is. Thursday, 5 p.m. And you know what that means. It's time for Ben Talks right here on Radio Free Brooklyn with the best in the world, Ben Lewis and Addy. Hey, Addy. It's the best squared. The best squared. Are you trying to say like you're superior to me? I'm not. I think that's what you just said. Oh, wow. I'm I'm the best in the world. Yeah, well, I'm the best in the world squared. So. Well. Awkward. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) Addy uh, coming here flaunting her expensive uh, oh waters God. and okay, and all so that. I started to infuse my water with cucumber and lime, but with that fruits. doesn't make me with a, fruit straight from the motherland. That doesn't make me out of touch. I I, I haven't been able to afford a cucumber. <laughs> Stop it! I went to the store and literally purchased it because I saw it on Instagram. All right, let me. I'm ask, basic. That's me, all I'm guilty. Let me of. ask you this: Is it? It was it a. Uh, one of those health food um, grocery stores or was it just a regular run-of-the-mill no. bodega or It was Food Town on Fulton. Food Town on Fulton. I heard mm-hmm. they got hot food in there. They do. They wow. Do <laughs> you going to they place, got, they got hot food? They got hot food. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I don't Shout even out know. to my boo behind the uh, meat counter. I, he I don't uh, he gave me some discount meat. Pause. Yeah, that's, that's a big Chopped that up and that's a big gave it to me low cost. <laughs> I hate giving out discounted meat. Uh, it is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, Addy. Speaking of discount meat. Oh, wow. Jeez. The shade what is kind of real. What kind of meat you tossing this Valentine's Day? <laughs> Only the worst. <laughs> okay. That grade, grade D 
you know, manager special meet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's that's what we that's how we giving it up. On nah, I'm looking for some boar's head. Boar's head. You gonna get that store brand? That's what you gonna. I'm get. gonna get nothing. I am Addy. No niggas. Last name. Damn. Well, uh, you enjoyed your Valentine's Day last year. I hope last year. No, I haven't. No? Had, I haven't had a Valentine. I don't think I've ever actually had a Valentine. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm lonely. Jeez, fellas, slide into the inbox or something. God, god come on, seriously. <laughs> Throw me right. a bone here. I know, right? Are <laughs> uh, you ready to start the show? Yeah. Did you have a good week? I feel I always like to ask before we get. Did I have a good? Get week? right into it. Did you, you have know, a good week? I'm not gonna lie. It was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm, it's been mm-hmm. pretty good. I've been trying to, you know, cleanse. So I've been drinking a lot of water. Right. Which, right, to be right. honest, a lot of times when you're upset, anxious, upset, whatever it is, oftentimes if you're drinking water, right. that shit really does go away. Yeah. So. Okay. I would say thanks to um, Mr. H2O. Things haven't been too bad. There we go. Drink water. Yeah. Take PSA. showers. You'll feel a lot better. <laughs> is that is that what we're getting at here? Um, No, but you went there, so yes. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, a lot to get into. And um, if you're, you know, we've been advertising. We got Courtney from Courtney's Corner along with one of his um, staff members, Jasmine. They will both be in the building. That is coming up at 6 o'clock. And like I said, man, we got a packed show. We're going to get right on into it. So the Grammys happened this this past Sunday. Uh-huh. Um, and well, I, before we get into that, uh, we like to start the show with shout outs. So oh, yeah. this is the segment called shout outs. We're going to shout out people doing dope things in the culture mm-hmm. or anyone that's, you know, maybe someone personally in our lives that we want to shout out. That's what this segment is for. But we are going to start off with our Grammy shout outs. Um, Drake. Drake, Drake, Drake. Drake surprised everyone. Nobody knew that Drake was going to be in attendance at the Grammys. Uh And he showed up by surprise when it came time to accept his award. I believe it was for um, uh, Best 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 Rap Song. Best Rap Song. Maybe. Uh, Maybe but this rap song. He he threw some shade at the Grammys. He did, and he all of and it's just before you before you. Play, I just think it's interesting mm-hmm. that like the way his category kind of like because Drake is kind of like pop at this point, and I feel like they've regarded him as pop when it's yeah. been convenient, and then and then they've regarded him as as rap when it's been convenient. But that was just the point I wanted to make. Proceed. I'll elaborate later. Yeah. So <laughs> so we got we got uh, Drake's acceptance speech. We're gonna play that. And uh, we'll we'll talk about you know how we feel about it afterwards. Um, it's like the first time in, in Grammy's history where I actually am who I thought I was. For a second. Which one is so Quentin? Like that. That's really nice. Um, I'm not sure, I don't think Quentin was I there. I definitely <laughs> did not think I was winning anything. My brother's here. I want to take this um, opportunity while I'm up here to just talk to all the kids that are watching this, that are aspiring to do music, all my peers that make music from their heart, that do things pure and tell the truth. I want to let you know we play in an opinion-based sport. Uh, not a factual-based sport. So it's not the NBA where at the end of the year you're holding a trophy because you made the right decisions or won the games. This is a, this is a business where sometimes, you know, it, um, it's up to a bunch of people that might not understand, you know, what a mixed-race kid from Canada has to say or, uh, or, 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 a fly, or a fly Spanish girl from New York or anybody else or a brother from Houston right there, my brother Travis. But, look, the point is you've already won if you have people who are singing your songs word for word, if you're a hero in your hometown. If look, look, if there's people who have regular jobs who are coming out in the rain, in the snow, spending their hard-earned money to buy tickets to come to your shows, you don't need this right here, I promise you, you already won. 
and they cut him off afterwards. So the Grammy didn't take too kindly to that speech that that Drake gave after accepting his award. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They did not. <laughs> no, but I, you know, I want to give him a shout out because he's right. Like yeah. I, and I had I had a lot of issues with the Grammys, and we're gonna get mm-hmm. into that and blow the whistle, but. I was left at the end of the night actually doing research on how exactly these Grammys are awarded mm-hmm. and to whom. Mm-hmm. There's a panel of experts in each category. Who are these experts? Mm-hmm. Who who? How do you classify someone as mm-hmm. a hip hop expert or as a country music expert or mm-hmm. as a pop expert? Like mm-hmm. I don't know. Exactly. It reminds me of. So I'm very grounded in the teachings of Stokely Carmichael, and it reminds me of something that he always says, which is. Black History Month, by the way. Shout out and happy Black History Month. There we go. Uh, exactly. Shout out to all the wonderful black folks who've done great things for us. And listen to this great, <laughs> great program. But back to Stokely, like he 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 always said something about the fact that in this country, um, white people have the power to make their acts legitimate, whereas that's one of the things that we don't have that power to do to do. And so whatever they say or whatever they legitimize is what we have to generally go by. And of course, it's more complex than just white people, because obviously, you know, they'll have a diverse panel of, you know, voters or whatever. But it all is always going to lean to the status quo, which are the people who have the money and the people who feel like they um, they have an idea of what they want to represent. So I think that's what we're up against with the Grammys. And so the idea of people who are completely out of touch uh, or not at not sufficiently in touch with what's going on in our communities right exactly. with what's going on on the radio youth culture i mean you can turn on the radio the white kids are listening to all the hip-hop um they they don't they're not legitimizing it they don't feel like it's legitimate and so they're going to classify things the way they see fit and i feel like i appreciate jake for i'm um, drake for calling it out because he benefits from that system you know he is yeah. somebody who even though that may not be his intention to benefit from the system he does naturally because he lends so well to this idea of the safe rapper mm-hmm. um but unfortunately you know it, it kind of screws over the other blacks that yeah. are not of mixed race yeah. you know that actually come from the hood the ones who have a story to tell that is not the convenient or easy story to tell yeah. uh so i respect that yeah man and you know he I've, every time he gives like an acceptance speech it he always like makes a statement like mm-hmm. every Drake's acceptance speech aren't the typical hey thank you to all my fans thank you to the voters he always like makes a statement right and this time around he chose to call out the Grammys rightfully so because they tend to parade the hip hop artists and the R&B artists around all night long mm-hmm. all the all the shots that when they when they go into the crowd 85% of those shots are the the hip hop artists yeah and the R&B artists and every now and then they'll throw in a pop artist they'll throw in a country artist but for the most part they're parading and they're showing off mm-hmm. hey look look at the inclusion that we've done mm-hmm. but in the end they just screw everybody over so Drake said you know what this doesn't mean anything this doesn't validate you and they clearly were affected by what he said because they cut they cut him off you're mad exactly <laughs> they were big mad um, another Grammy shout out, Cardi B. Woo, clean up. Yes, uh, shout out to her, man. Got, shout out to her. Gotta give her a shout out. She definitely worked her ass off. She definitely did work her ass off. And I will say, she's not, to me, in my opinion, she's mm-hmm. not the best musical artist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't have the most bars mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. Doesn't even like 
write most right? of her songs Fair, by and herself. That's a that's a critique I wanted to bring up. Yeah, because I feel like some so I mean I don't feel this way person. I don't feel this way as far as like she didn't deserve to win best rap album because when I think about album, I think about the team of people who go into making an album. Yeah. So I don't really see it as much as a, oh, well, this person won. Mm. I see it as, a, oh, a whole crew of people um, won, and I think that's dope. And a whole yeah. crew of people is going to get their just and deserved awards, including Cardi. A part, she's a part of what it took to make that album go. Yeah, true. Uh, so I think in that, when I think of it that way, that, like, it's fine, but there, there has been the fair criticism as, as far as, like, the writing. Yeah, but yeah. one thing you can't take away from her is her work ethic. I mean, this mm-hmm. is a woman who was working right until she was, like, seven months pregnant mm-hmm, she was mm-hmm. still making club appearances she was still out here performing and then didn't take that long after giving birth to get back on the road and start performing right now some could say that is attributed to the deal that she has with her record label we ain't here to talk about that mm-hmm. um but congrats to her for congrats. winning she's the first solo female artist to win best uh, yeah she is rap al- was it best rap album best rap album yeah, yeah and i think i think that was definitely quite a quite a controversy from the from the broader perspective of like the first woman being um had to like being sorry the first woman winning a rap album yeah. is a woman of mixed race who's not like yeah. who's not like definitively black I yeah. think like so, like the optics of it looked a little crazy. I think for some people, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I'm curious as to what people have to say about that. Yeah, I mean people, I mean people definitely had a lot to say about it. And, yeah. and again, we'll we'll get into the other side of it mm-hmm. later on with Blow the Whistle. Uh, also, I want to give a shout out to her. Mm-hmm. You heard, have yes. you heard her album? Yes. You know, if I wasn't, I'm here slaving at this radio show. Uh-huh. I had tickets. That's an interesting uh, <laughs> way to put it. Slaving. Yes, because uh, you know, basically um, yeah. Ben's bitch. So. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> your words not mine i never uh said yeah. that oh here i am uh i had tickets to go to see her concert oh um so i'm yeah i'm blaming you no so, so it, you you bailed on your valentine's day plan to come here <laughs> no i would have i would have been stu- you stood that guy up i know i would have been going by myself mm-hmm. and it would have been crowded and it would have people would have been kissing all over the place and i would have punched them in the face so you didn't want to be in that I don't want to be. It's a hostile environment. Yeah, for, you know, you don't want to be in that in that kind of ugly, environment. For an ugly single girl, it's not the oh, place to gosh. be. Oh gosh, here we go. It's not the place That's, to be. I, I know that trick. Call yourself ugly, so so the person in the room is like, no, you ain't. Ugly. Oh no, you fine no. as hell. Like, oh, come on. It's bro. okay. I have a great personality. I don't need you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you have a great personality. Oh man. Um. Uh, yeah. Shout out to her because she's she's worked her ass off. Yeah, and, for sure, for sure. I I, I was reading this. I was uh, on Twitter and someone was like, yo, like artist development really works because she got signed when she was 14 yeah she exactly. just turned 21 exactly so whatever you're doing work at it because yeah yeah that shit and will take you far an even bigger shout out to her is that she won the best r&b album off of an ep yeah it wasn't even an album yeah so that goes yeah. to show you a great body of work is a great body of work. Mm-hmm. And I think the mm-hmm. line's are a little blurred now with what an EP is and what's an album and what's a mixtape. Yeah, what is actually the... I no, mean, Nobody knows anymore because uh-huh. EPs used to be... used to look at it and say, oh, okay, there's four or five songs, yeah. six songs. That's an EP. But now you get albums that are six, six, six seven, seven yeah. song long. I prefer, long. and I really honestly prefer four or five, six, maybe eight to ten. Honestly, yeah. eight to ten really great songs. Yeah. I'll take any day over like a 23... Uh, 23 track album especially from some of these like rappers who sound the exact same on every other damn tracks <laughs> yeah that, that's true you know like, because the I first can't. the first <laughs> thing you do when you look at an album like when when Carter 5 dropped right mm-hmm. the first thing I did I woke up in the morning I looked I went 
found Carter Five. I saw that it was 23 mm-hmm. songs long, and I was just like, I'm "Oh exhausted. my god, I don't have time yeah. to hear all of this." Took me a while to make it through, but yeah, exactly. And and the second half I thought was pretty damn good too, and yeah. I was just like, "Oh, well. yeah." It was. It wasn't. It wasn't his best work, but it was. It was. It was a good. <laughs> It was good body of work. Yeah, I liked it. Um, also, shout out. What oh, you got? To Eva Ramon Galagos. Uh, oh, yes. Please don't, please don't shoot me. Um, the please, Latinos. Please Lat- don't. Latinx. Yeah. Uh, I tried my best. And government, please don't shoot Eva Ramon. Please don't shoot that. Yeah. You know, I had, I had, to, I had to fact check this stuff, too. But yeah. this woman, um, I think she's, t- I think how old was she? Like, I, I want to say she's, she's pretty young. Yeah. 29 or something. But, um. She's a Mexican scientist uh, from the Me- Mexico's National Polytechnic Institute. Um, and so she and her team, uh, Ava, te- Ava and her team developed a non-invasive treatment that eliminates the human papilloma virus. And they were able to remove it completely in 29 women in Mexico City, wow. as well as in uh, four, 420 women in the states of Oaxaca and Veracruz in, um, in past experiments. So, wow. Um, That's amazing. I mean, an HPV, if you don't know, is like, you know, when you're younger, for all the ladies out there, you know, them three shots you're supposed to take to prevent it, and mm-hmm. you only ever get to one or two. <laughs> no one ever actually finishes this series of the three shots. Cause <laughs> you only by, get to one or two. Mm-hmm, yeah, I'm like, I'm like one third of the way there. I need to actually go get the rest of my shots. Right. Um, but H, you know, it's that's that's the only like defense we really have at, at, at this point to prevent cervical cancer um or to prevent hpv which leads which is the leading cause of cervical cancer right so this is a huge i mean insane development so please protect that woman at all costs yes please because um, you know the big farmer don't want to hear stuff like that no they don't and i like she's certainly not 29 because she's been working on these experiments for 20 years so that wouldn't add up um well, she could you know be a child prodigy maybe maybe you know? <laughs> maybe because martin luther king did graduate from um college at like 16 or 15 so yeah but who's counting <laughs> um so yo shout out to her because yes 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 just yes no this is this is big and and when i was looking when i was doing my research on it you already see like there's multiple articles out there Mm -hmm. trying to discredit what yes already like the first one that pops up is like oh did she just oh a cure for hpv not so fast yeah exactly it's like you know but it's like, like bro no, come pump yourself full of drugs and not get ex- cured instead of go try this lady out who may have actually cured a disease right i don't i don't like i don't know what you call something that's been a hundred percent i don't know what else you would call something that has been a hundred percent effective yeah. in over 500 people right exactly. what else would you call it <laughs> well she needs she needs i hope she has protection because yeah the big farmer is going to come after her mm-hmm. and they've got the backing of the government so oh. she really needs to really needs to be careful yeah because um, they still want you to take all them damn um, other drugs and exactly. think That's about how much money they just lost off of HPV and like these people are sick big pharma yeah. is sick yeah they are big sick time. sick <laughs> now uh Russell Wilson we gotta give a shout out to oh. and he continues to prove Zaddy. at every <laughs> single moment every single chance he gets he continues to prove why he's a better guy than Future ever thought about. Him. Right. <laughs> and like a better guy than like maybe 99.9% of other niggas. I don't know what percent I would fall in. So we're just, <laughs> just going to move on. Uh, Russell Wilson decided that he would buy Ciara the masters to her music. Yes. To help her be able to start her own record label. What better way to show your woman that uh. you love her than to empower her in such an amazing way. She oh, can God. become a female music mogul we don't have too many of those i don't think i Mm -hmm. I can't name any 
Right. But he's put her in position to be able to do th- now she play she has to play her cards right in this industry. Right. But he's put her in a very good position, at least starting off. Oh, genius. And like, you know, I'm so happy for Ciara and like not to take the moment away from her, but to take the moment away from her. I, I, I would like to also be happy for me. So why you gotta be happy for you? So Whatever. if anyone out there feels like what you, what you getting out of this? If anyone out there feels like you possess the qualities of Russell Wilson, oh wow, and <laughs> and you're willing to step it up and um, wow. get with a boss. You heard it here first. Addie does not like black men. She prefers them interracial. What are you talking about? That's what, He's not. Is he interracial? Yes. Oh. He is not. That was the big his teammates. I know you don't follow like sports that much, but there was the knock on him was that he wasn't black enough. And that's part of the reason. Because he's a little corny, but look he's at we we accepted Drake. He's from an affluent neighborhood. Yeah, leave him alone. You know. Yeah. Leave him alone. But yeah, we did accept him. We Drake, love him. But. We love him. <laughs> um and he just bought um I think Ciara a matching car. I think was it a Range Rover, a matching range, his and hers Range Rover. Wow. Uh, for Valentine's Day. Well, and what we need to do is stop talking about him before. No, I think I think we need to talk about him more. You know, <laughs> because we, we have yeah. this is the counter discourse because Future's going around on the radio talking about Daddy how he is simp and how he does whatever she tells oh, him. No. But yeah, I think exactly. I think this is what happens when you actually like you know respect women and you care about them. I yeah. think these are some of the things that may come out of it. You get pooped on. That's <laughs> <laughs> I think he's happy. He, no, he's definitely happy. Yeah. Definitely, I'm definitely happy for him. I'm Me happy too. for her. I'm happy. Uh, it's just great. They're great. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. Um. I want to shout out Nick Cannon. Oh, okay. My guy Nick Cannon could do every damn job in the book. Like, Basically. Talk about someone who could get a check. Nick, hire me. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but this guy, now it's this talks of now he's not Wendy Williams is out sick. Sick. He um, has air quotes. <laughs> yes. Uh but Nick Cannon was one of the so they've been having a series of people fill in for her. And Nick Cannon did a few days on the show and Wendy Williams' own staffers are now saying, like, hey, we don't want Wendy to come back. We want Nick Cannon to stick around. Mm. Now, I'm pretty sure he's probably not going to, you know, take the job mm-hmm. if it's offered to him, if they decide to, you know, push Wendy to the side. Because I don't think Nick wants to be attached to putting a black woman out of a job. Yeah, that's true. I but don't think he would. The fact that everything he does just is, is just so successful and this guy mm-hmm. has multiple streams of, in, of income mm-hmm. you cannot help but to recognize the work that Nick Cannon does yeah I appreciate it too I really do because he's been just doing his thing for years and has been exactly. largely unproblematic for the most part yeah. you know I'm and even I, I and like I feel like I, I give him room because I feel like you know anybody who's, who's grown up in the industry yeah I give you a certain little a more degree of latitude to be a little bit more problematic exactly. because you didn't have a you didn't actually have a normal life so yeah exactly. yeah despite not having a normal like upbringing he mm. seems relatively grounded in yeah, exactly. um and he seems to still care about black people, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like so, that seems to be a main thing, like a really important thing for him. And I appreciate that. Exactly. So shouts out to Nick Cannon. And that uh, that's our shout outs for today. Did you have anything else you want to add real quick before we took our first um, break? Oh, I did. I just like posted something on my blog about um, Little Miss Flint. Little Miss Flint. Oh she just. Oh, my God. Yo, you know I just want to shout her out real quick. But what'd you say? Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. What was crazy? No, because um, I I don't I saw something about Little Miss Flint and it was it was um, yes. older men like mm-hmm. sliding into her DM and her mm-hmm. mom exposed them. But, she did. Uh, what what was your shout out? Well, Tammy Lauren, 
God. This, this she had tweeted, uh, $5 billion spent on a wall will be the best $5 billion uh, taxpayer, taxpayers dollar, I guess you meant dollars, ever right. spent. <laughs> Build the wall. Secure the border. America first. I'll discuss it on Fox and Friends in 10 minutes. And Little Miss Flint, Mary Copany, responded, $5 billion for water infrastructure upgrades and testing in schools seems like a much better way to spend that money. Mm. But what do I know? I'm just Bars. a little kid from Flint who was forced to learn all things water after the government poisoned us. Bars. Bars. Shout, shout, out, to her, shout out to her mother for writing that. Bro, like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure she did. That girl's very smart and articulate. How old is she? Like 11. Jeez. I was smarter. I could have written that 11. Well, we know you're Stop. a kid, little kid genius over here. It's uh. At 11, I'm not sure I was able to tie my shoelace. Yeah, he was a young little nigglet getting hit in the head with a football. Hey, hey, hey. I wasn't getting hit in the head. Mm, basically. Tch, my mm. gosh. All right. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Little Miss Flint. But we're going to take our first break of the show, ladies and gentlemen. You are tuned in to Ben Talks right here on Radio Free Brooklyn with the best in the world, Ben Lewis. Addy also is here. Uh, and don't go anywhere. We got Blow the Whistle coming up next. We'll be right back. Coming up right now is Johnny Petrop with a brand new release single, Why You Gotta. Oh, you like to play, you a funny one. Pushing me away, but you holding on. You want me to call you late at night. Yes, I'm coming home and you better be good. 
actually hilarious. No, my thing is just keep the same energy when I see you. Just do the things you said you were gonna do. Yeah, that's it. I don't want. 
Yo, we are back here live on Radio Free Brooklyn with the best in the world, Ben Lewis and Addy here live in studio. And Courtney, host of Courtney's Corner, is here as well. What's going on, Courtney? Not much. What's going on, Ben? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. what's up? Hey, what's really good? Glad to have you here. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. Honored to be here. Can't wait. Thank you for taking time away from your Valentine <laughs> to come kick it with us. Nah, exactly, she understands, exactly. but I know I got to be over there with her by 8 o'clock. <laughs> well, you know, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> right. It's, it's all for business. You know what I'm saying? For real, for real. Uh, There's a taco truck down the block. You just go in there three for 10. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, tacos is new flowers. You know what I'm oh, saying? Man, so, stomach. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. But... Uh, it's it's time you guys had different music bed because I'm a professional and I make things happen, <clears throat> you know. And Addy criticized me for not having this done last week, so uh, here it is. It was time for blow the whistle, and this is where we uh, blow the whistle on people who violated against the culture or in our personal lives. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we got to start this off with the Grammys. We gave our Grammy shoutouts, so now we got our Grammy blow the whistles. Mm-hmm. And um, I got I got to start off with uh with J Lo. Okay. Listen, J Lo. Okay. That Motown tribute. <laughs> that wasn't it, baby girl. Mm. You know, I know she just got off the mm-hmm. Vegas residency, so and she it was, showed that she could perform uh, better. Okay. I think, like, well, as an objective performer, you know, you can tell that any anytime you have to perform several nights. In a, in a month, in a week, or whatever, in a year. Right. You get better at performing. But was this the performance that she needed to do? Um, No. No. I was expecting a little mm-hmm. more soul right. from a Motown tribute. There was none. Not at all. Not at all. She was dancing. I, I think at one point it looked like she was twerking. I will say this. Mm-hmm. She looked amazing, though. She's fucking bad. Whatever She's whatever so steroids bad. A-Rod was taking, he gave, he giving it to her. She looks great. 49. 49. 49, man. meaning 50s, 50 Eve. <laughs> I hope I look that good at, at at 29. Yeah. Much less 49. God, Basically. Goddamn. But no, that tribute, Adopt me. that wasn't it. That was not it. J-Lo, we got to blow the whistle on you. Yeah, sorry, That Ma. was not a Motown. Did you catch the Grammys, Courtney? I did. Um, You guys are going to hate me. Mm-hmm. I actually uh, liked it. it. Oh, my God. What do you like it. about so it? Let's, let's, let's just start off here, right? I felt like as a culture, we get so we We want everybody to be so included with what we have going on. Yeah. And I feel like at the end of the day, she, she even though she's Puerto Rican, she's coming from a culture that is tied to an African American culture. And I do believe that at you know, even though she wasn't the quote unquote token black girl to do this Motown thing, I think she did her thing. Is her voice the best? No, but she slayed that performance. You got to give her that. She slayed that. Mm-hmm. Where's that coming from? I'm not sure what that's coming from. <laughs> it's not coming from me. It was that it? your phone? Yeah. No. Oh. I'm not <laughs> sure what that where that came from. But interference. <laughs> Sorry, the, that the, like kind of the, ru- the Russians. But I did hear what I that was going <laughs> to pro. Um, but I did hear what you said. Um and I, I felt like her voice sounded better than I had heard it sound live before, so I'll mm. give her that. Yeah. Um but I do agree with Ben as far as like the soul yeah. was I didn't feel it as far now, as the I mean Smoke you're not the only one that enjoyed it, Courtney, because Smokey Robinson, who mm. I mean, did y'all see how he was looking at Diana Ross? Well, come on, <laughs> no, Diana still was, got it. She, she still, still got it, it, but come on, brother, you on camera. You <laughs> control yourself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
but he was looking at her real real thirstily. So of course he enjoyed J Lo's performance because because Smokey likes seeing women parade around and dance. And he said, "Oh, relax, guys. Motown is not just for for, for black people. Yeah, yeah, it is for everybody. I get it because it's music. But right. when you're doing a tribute, you got to do it right. But this also brings up a larger conversation. Like, because when you think about where our generation of black people are, we're just kind of like fuck it. Like white people stole our shit. We're over them, and like we're just trying to really do our own thing. Whereas you have the older generation." generation of people are like we fought so hard to be included in the mainstream Mm -hmm. that like you know all the labor that we put in we don't want to just then be put to the side because we fought so hard to not be in the margins we want to be of the masses and i feel like there's this constant divide like when you think about why gladys knight chose to uh do the uh the super bowl Bowl, Bowl, right uh, that was kind of her perspective Smokey robinson's perspective that this is for everybody and i think that Mm -hmm. there's an interesting dialogue that we're certainly not on was interesting dialogue there I don't think we're on the same page at all amongst amongst ourselves and amongst generations. I think it's just all over the place. So that's something to note. Mm, it wasn't it. That wasn't it. Sorry, Come on, guys. Good on that that wasn't it. <laughs> I just feel like we, we we get so upset when the Puerto Rican or Dominican culture says, "You know what? I'm not black." The first thing we go we we say is, uh-huh. "No, uh-huh. you guys are black. You guys are black." And for her to go and portray that. I mean, like I said, I wouldn't prefer her. Yeah. At all. This is just not my style of, of, of an artist. But um, mm-hmm. she represented. You got to give her something. She represented. So Ben, I love you, brother. But she was she slayed. Well, she you slayed know what? Uh, for forty nine, it, look, it looks like this guest appearance is over. Come <laughs> <laughs> my show, disagreeing with me. Darn it. Yeah. I think you know. I think you know, especially with like, let's talk. Let's get back to your point as far as like, because you know, J Lo's Puerto Rican and Puerto Ricans, uh, genet- their genetic makeup is like. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Taino like, or indigenous um, African yes. and um, I think Span- like Spanish mm-hmm. actual from so they, they're all they're a mixed race of people and so depending on how you present you know there's people right. who are Afro-Latina or Latino because of their skin color and how they present uh, mm-hmm. but genetically speaking many many of them are just mixed up in they're all types up, of ways right? and I hear you as far as that point on like you know growing up it would be like the Latino people who put them uh, would like distinguish themselves from black people or and it would be like oh I'm not black and that mm-hmm. was kind of like the general rhetoric back then whereas now in the last in the past five years blackness black people kind of feel like you know since blackness has become a little bit more cool yeah. and more like mainstream now everybody kind of wants to cling on to that so I think that there's always this kind of back and forth where it's like it is kind of like a damned if you do damned if you don't right, I and I think that's actually like a, a thing that we haven't really we haven't really sat and talked about as a community and it's always going to be a constant debate until we really figure that until we really come to terms as to what that actually is going to mean for us right Um. Mm -hmm. listen um i gotta i gotta i i I gotta address the biggest elephant in the room (laughs) for the grammys okay now excuse my language i try not to cuss on this program but who the fuck is casey musgrave (laughs) The, Who the, the, in the entire fuck is Casey Musgrave? And this is the problem <laughs> that people have with the Grammys. They parade all the hip-hop artists mm. and all the R&B artists. They put them front and center. The mm-hmm. camera's always on them. But mm-hmm. at the end of the night, for the biggest award, it goes to Casey Musgrave. Mm-hmm. And I, you know what? I stayed up till 2 o'clock in the morning after the Grammys because I had to do research. Because I was mm-hmm. like, I can't be that out of the loop. That Tell I don't know who found. the hell it Casey Musgrave is. And, you know, I know this is not the end-all, be-all when it comes to Grammys, but... 
the Billboard chart has to has, it has to, to count has, for something, to count for something right? To, yes. Well, Casey Musgrave, her highest record on the Billboard 200 was number two, and that was back in 2013. So I asked so the what question: do with Who the fuck is Casey Musgrave? <laughs> that she got album of the year, the album that's not even charted on the top Ooh. 200 right mm-hmm. now at the moment. She's not even the highest charting country artist. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Luke Combs is the highest charting country artist right Give now. Give Luke his things. And Luke wasn't nominated for album of the year, but yet Casey Musgraves, <laughs> right. who released whatever the, the, the right. hell the name of the album was, she gets album of the year? Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. And I felt like, and I feel like, you know, when this when this shit happens, it's kind of like you know, because for me sometimes I'm like, all right, black people be wilding, like you're not gonna win every category. So like in this fight or this whatever to protest the Grammys, like don't make it seem as though every black person deserves every single category, every single award. But when they do dumbass shit like this, that's you know what, what I mean? Seeing, that's just yeah. a, a, such a blatant right. slap in the face. It's just Look. like she didn't even think she did. She was shocked. Of course she, she was, was shocked. She was shocked. Like, that was the type of shock that, like, you win a million dollars shock. Like, like you know, like, out of nowhere, like, who, like, she didn't even know who she was. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and then not, not even, not just to say that, oh, um, not, not just because a hip hop artist didn't win, because mm-hmm. Drake's album broke records. But yeah. if we're going to go in another direction for someone who's not black, Post Malone, Bear Bongs and Bentleys, that album was number one for like three weeks. Mm-hmm. Cardi B's album was number one for like three weeks. Mm-hmm. Casey Musgraves was number one, never. But yet, she got album of the year. It's not even on the top 200 right now. This is 200 albums yeah. currently out right now. Yeah. And she is not on there. Hamilton is still on there. <laughs> Hamilton is still on the top 200. But Casey Musgraves is nowhere to be found mm-hmm. on this list. There's some extremely old albums that are still on this list but yet Casey Musgrave took home the award for album of the year are you kidding me yeah are you kidding me Casey girl (laughs) oh my goodness take care it's still on (laughs) take care by Drake is still on this top 200 it is number 68 oh well you know because the anniversary just came out so but point still remains the point is nowhere to be found on this list nowhere i'm now in the hundreds and tupac greatest hits all right i feel like you're getting too we're gonna move on from from casey because i feel like my my blood pressure yeah yeah, my blood pressure is gonna he texted me when she was like (laughs) he was tight i I gotta save my blood pressure (laughs) you have to for don't at me save it for the 30 your 30s yeah (laughs) you wasted it all in your 20s let's move on all right uh bt we did uh we need to talk about uh bt's tweet um bt decided that it would make a lot of sense when Cardi B was announced as the winner for Best Female Rap Album mm-hmm. to tweet. Um, and meanwhile, Nikki is getting dragged by her lace front, which was just a very... Uh, classless. Classless and disrespectful tweet, yes. especially considering like the inherent controversy between Cardi B and Nicki Minaj, especially considering this kind of pitting of women against each other and considering the fact that uh, people haven't really fully owned that Cardi is black, but right. they have that Nikki is. And so the idea that this black network is dragging this um, this unmistakably black woman uh, mm. in favor of this Afro-Latina woman or racially ambiguous woman, Cardi B, who's great and wonderful. It just the optics of it look crazy. And um, can also considering the fact that Nicki Minaj, you know, you can say what you want about her, but she's been writing by BT forever. She's like one of the only mainstream artists who still like 
represents and works with BET. Most of them have most most of the other mainstream artists kind of like feel like they're kind of above it. They don't show up to the shows. They don't like participate right. for whatever those reasons are. I, I'm not behind the scenes, so I don't know. But she still remains, and so that was very disrespectful. And what happened next was that she decided to pull out of the BET. Uh, award show mm. she was supposed to be performing along with Young Money so she yeah. said that she and Young Money would be taking their talents elsewhere and they would not be there and everybody started dragging BET then they followed up with an apology which many people thought was too little too late what of is course. everybody's perspective there so I agree that that um I agree that that thing was the apology was like too little too late I also feel like it was somebody on the team just being real classless, real ignorant, probably a real like Cardi fan, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and trying to throw shade. But now you threw your job down the toilet. Yeah, so now you back to packing bags at Kifu somewhere <laughs> because you thought that that was cute. Yeah. Selling, selling then, cucumbers to Adam. <laughs> right, and now and yeah. now you not only lost money for yourself, but you lost money for your company. Yeah. Because now yeah. Young Money and, and Nicki Minaj, who 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 happens to have an eighty five million dollar net worth mm. compared to Cardi's B eight million dollar net worth oh. you've lost all this money mm. now for the BET experience and and the show up at the BET Awards is down the drain yeah so bye bye to the BET Awards this year R.I.P <laughs> alright <laughs> they're gonna have to take this L they can exactly. come back their brand is strong enough yeah. maybe next year they can try better but they, or do better this year nah mm-hmm. yeah, uh, we have a we have another guest that just joined us. Um, could you tell everybody who you are? And Jasmine. What's up? What's up? What's um, going on? What's going on? Nothing much, Ben. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. You know, we, we upgraded, you know, since the last time. Can we talk about the upgrade? Well, you know. Can we talk about the upgrade? You know, tax refunds coming in and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But nah, man, Radio Free Brooklyn, you know, we, we had to move up out of that basement. And yeah. now we're here. In this, in this, nah, uh, nah. Listen, I uh, like it. I like know, it a lot. Like it a lot. We got security and stuff because you know I be talking crazy. Security. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're really, really reckless. And, um, but just for you know, anybody who doesn't know, I'm Jasmine. I'm here uh, with Courtney. We're going to talk about Courtney's corner in a few. Me and, right, me and Benjamin also go way back to Ebenezer way, way days. Back. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And we also went to high school together. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's part of the Laker gang, Laker Nation. Just saying. Yeah. You know, and, we, um, we ain't doing too good right now. But, uh, no, no. You know, but I mean, that, that's, that's, a whole other, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, but yeah, anyway, exactly, I'm excited exactly. to be here. So, hey, yeah, everybody. So, uh, hey. Happy, happy Happy to have you. Um, so we got we gonna move on to our next um, and blow the whistle. So last week, people, <laughs> I gotta talk about Bow Wow for a second because I was I was defending Bow Wow. Yeah, he like, was. I was defending Bow. I was like, yo, mm-hmm. you see when men get abused, nobody talks you about it. A it's victim. a joke. But then look at God because three days later, video comes out of what seems like Bow Wow instigating this fight. This beatdown that he got from his from his mm-hmm. ex girlfriend, current girlfriend. I don't know what the situation is now, mm-hmm. but the video shows Clara's day. He's on the elevator, getting in her face, and you think he would learn from all the black men that got got in the elevator? That's but, what I was thinking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when he I hasn't. saw the elevator, I was like, "Hold up!" He <laughs> hasn't. Where's Solange when you need her? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it looks like Bow Wow did antagonize and instigate this fight, mm-hmm. and that those mugshot photos just it's 
probably what he deserved. Yeah. So I got to blow the whistle and, on Bow and Wow. I just, and I just want to let the record reflect that if we were to go back and listen to last week's episode, I was saying that all of the wounds that were on Bow yeah. Wow look like defense wounds. When you think about mm-hmm. wounds that would, um, not to say that you know one could just run up and scratch you, but typically for me to be in a position where I'm digging my fingers into your skin or yeah. biting you or doing anything like that, you're not just doing that sitting still. Right. I'm not getting away with that. That's You're doing something else to me that's putting me in a situation where I have to get out. Right. So like that's just like, that to me when I saw that was like hmm, defensive wounds um, right there so I you know we still don't know all of the details but from what we do know from that video it seems crazy yeah. <laughs> but can yeah. we talk about how Bow Wow has literally been an instigator like his whole career if you want to call it that Mm -hmm. what you mean huh you know I mean he always has issues with somebody he can never just sit down and mind his business like a grown man Mm -hmm. exactly like why are you beefing with women you Mm -hmm. are a grown man yeah well we kind of knew his career was on a a decline when he started putting his face on durags was that really him was that really him (laughs) I've seen him. I just thought it was like the Chinese companies that have no respect for copyright. That was really Bow Wow. Wow. Were those at least his brand of do rags? I believe the ones that has his face on him are his brand. Okay, okay. Allegedly, that's what you want to say, right? I don't know. I love how you introduced this as evidence. Exhibit A. All right, let's let's put his face on a do rag. All right, so. Moving on, um, we got blow. I want to blow the whistle on Jesse Smollett. All right, go ahead. Oh, your man is lying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know he said he went on Good Morning America and talked, about, but like I don't believe. It. I'm not buying the story. And now he's just. I feel like the Good Morning America thing. Did it help? Nah. Yeah, I didn't watch the whole thing, nah. but I think I, mean, I to I'm me, not getting to the me. I'm personally not getting the clarity. I think because there were just so right. many things that came out. Right. I'm not saying I don't know what happened. All I'm saying is that from what we were presented, all of it sounds crazy when put together That's and because saying. it's so contradictory and there's like this report coming from here, this report coming from here, and I just want him to really sit down and go through everything that everybody has said. And I mean, he doesn't exactly. have to cuz yeah. he can also just like rock and like continue living his life, but yeah, I, I think for the for people who've been like receiving it we're getting all types of information. We don't know what to believe. And people are saying that, like, oh, people don't believe him because he's gay or because of that. And I'm like, no, because story the story, like, I don't care who you are. If you give me a certain set of facts, I'm the type of person where I'm going to look at the facts. And in fact, I'm more inclined to believe gay people and women. I'm ty- I typically am. For me personally, that's true. that's where... <laughs> that's where my that's where I'm more of course leaning towards because those are the people who are typically not believed so I'm always gonna give you the benefit of the doubt the whole step of the way but looking at the facts from what I've received on the internet it's they're just not looking good as far as I just need more de- I need more details I need clarifying details I don't know here's how I see it if I if I went out late at night I'm li- let's say I'm living with, with my woman I'm out late at night I come home and she's like, and like I'm beat up in the face, and I tell her that story. She gonna believe me? If your man tells you that story, are you gonna believe him? Like the story sounds crazy. He needs to admit that he was out there strolling, and there's nothing wrong with it. He was strolling for some street. But I don't late think he night. was doing that. I don't think I don't what believe that because he did say that he had just arrived in Chicago. He was with a friend. I, I couldn't imagine going to pick so up. So why another. the friend didn't get washed up? Why he the only one that got? Because he went up? out. He was the one who went out to get some food. He just he just lent. According to his story, he had just came. I'm sure they can verify that. So I don't think he's lying about that. He said he just got back from the airport. His friend picked him up. He was going to Walgreens to get some snacks. 
and that was ended weird, up at you know, Subway. And, right, two in he the ended morning. up at Subway. Maybe they're nearby. I don't know. But man, come on. <laughs> what do you guys think about this story? The person what are your... of interest was a homeless dude. Come on now. Yeah. I just feel like why does he have to lie in the age of the internet where you can get found out? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's no point in lying. That's what I'm saying. So he needs to come out and tell the truth. What you need to do <laughs> because ain't no point in lying. Ain't no I'm, point in lying. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there were just like a few things, and I think the internet is playing a detective. And, As we but do this, that, but, this is, but this is what I'm saying. This yeah. is what we do. We love we to find out the truth. Stuff. Yeah, we want to exactly. know. We want to know. Don't come out. We want to know the truth. It's and gonna I come feel out. Like if, I'm, not... if I'm wrong, I will say that I, I will admit that I was wrong. Yeah. But I don't feel like I'm wrong. Yeah, I just, you know, I think some something happened. We know something happened. Mm-hmm. Now, is it everything that he said it is? That's yet to be found out. Um, I think that, you know, people need to understand, too, that these are celebrities. So, like, people put, a, first of all, people put way too much faith into celebrities. These are human That's beings. That, that these are human true. beings That's who are fallible like everybody the fuck else. So yeah. just because he may be your gay hero, just because she may be your female favorite or your nigga favorite, like R. Kelly or Bill Cosby or whoever, people put all this, like, right. stake into as, like, these figures that we're supposed to believe no matter what because they gave us these great things. They are fallible, and they can be doing things that you may not agree with, so it's like, don't us don't automatically assume they're right, don't automatically assume they're wrong. Right. That's how I feel. And right. I feel like for us, especially as black people, we will cape for them until the mm-hmm. end. Until the end. Mm-hmm. Bill Cosby and R. Kelly. I yep. had a, a co-worker at my job saying, I don't care. I'm still going to listen to R. Kelly. Yeah. I said, all right, well, you stay over there. Yeah. Right. It's a shame. Yeah. That's, that's, I, I that's gave how up, it. I gave up on Kels in the first 35 seconds of that documentary. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn, it's over. Uh, but we got we to move on. We got to take our second break. Um, I did have one more... Um, uh, blow the whistle But that has to do With the Gucci controversy So we could kind of Lump that all in together um, But Courtney And Jasmine From Courtney's Corner They are here In the building We're gonna talk to them About the upcoming Youth Summit Everything Courtney's Corner We're gonna, They're gonna have The floor Coming up on the other side Of the break You are listening to Ben Talks right here On Radio Free Brooklyn With the best in the world Ben Lewis And Addy The Harajuku Barbie <laughs> Um, But also, join us for a night of comedy and storytelling as comedians perform material informed by their experiences with sexual assault and rape culture. Are rape jokes ever funny? You bet. But don't take our word for it. Find out for yourself. Come to Asking For It, presented by Radio Free Brooklyn, this Monday, February... Oh, that passed already. Why is it still in the suit? (laughs) Anyway, that was a great read. Um, We're going to (laughs) take... Right, we got, we that, got, we got to take out. I, I really, and I'm curious about that yeah, event. Exactly. I don't know. It's called asking for it. Um, but yeah, so uh, we're gonna take our second break of the show. We'll be right back with everything Courtney's Corner right here on Ben Talks on Radio Free Brooklyn. Coming up right now yes, is a lost one by Ricketti, which is actually a really good song. Where. So now you wanna show up Now you wanna call me, text me, page me Now I wanna I finally move on it Now you wanna roll up Now you wanna text back You took me off home, huh? I remember being stressed I remember being vexed I remember being pressed Had to push it to the left And I remember I'm a boss Remember I got the sauce Had to leave us alone Yeah, I had to dust you off 
with no expectations Then you change my mind, yeah Got a need for a new temptation Can you feel me trying? Coming in with no expectations Then you change my mind, yeah Got a need for a new temptation Can you feel me? Can you feel me? Can you feel me? Yes, we are back here live on Radio Free Brooklyn. You're listening to Ben Talks with the best in the world, Ben Lewis, Addy, and yes. Yes, Jasmine yes. and Courtney of Courtney's Corner is here What's live. What's going on? What's going here? on? Oh, man. So happy to have you guys here, part of the program. You know, um, be happy to be here. Absolutely. Uh, I noticed y'all came empty-handed. Uh, usually people <laughs> bring gifts for the host, but, uh, Well, our taxes so didn't hit yet. Oh, wow. So, uh... Yeah. yeah. The government, so, government got a backlog. That shutdown put us back a bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we're alone. Well, well, I got you a bottle of water, Jack. You can hand that back to And you. he didn't bring me my sangria, which wow. was, I, yeah, wow. I know. No I was, love. Listen, let me tell you what Cold. Happened. Let me tell you what happened. I got, a, I got off the highway and 13 cars just like crashed right Yeah, what happened? Oh. I didn't get, get here till 459. Sounds it's, believable. <laughs> then they came out with bleach. <laughs> Oh man! Yo, yeah, bugging. People trying to get subways. You know what I mean? Is it too soon? No, just gonna do what you gotta do. My ass. Anyway, let me. Let's move on from from that man. Um, (laughs) It's not about him right now. It's about Courtney's corner. Yes, sir. So I I understand. Like when you started, when you restarted the show, it was you on like a it was an eight year hiatus. Eight years. Man, what was... I know you went through a lot, like, being a, a kidney survivor. Mm-hmm. Um, was that, like, the biggest reason in between? Like, if, was that what you were dealing with? Yeah, I'm just kind of getting my life back on track. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first started Courtney's Corner, I had... Um, I was on dialysis. I yeah. was on, but at the time, it wasn't affecting me as much. You know, I, I thought I had this energy. But, you know, when you're going for such a disease like that, it's one of those things that, in the beginning, it overpowers you. And that's what it started doing. It started overpowering my body. And until I was able to find that strength, Mm. I was just, I was out. And Mm. I couldn't, I I didn't have no, I had no strength left to give. Also, I thought to Courtney's Corner anymore. You know Mm. what I mean? It was just way too much. Right, right. And I think when like, when people uh, go through any medical challenges, especially um, chronic medical challenges, Mm. like what people don't often realize is a lot of the mental, yes, uh, the mental issues and the mental and, and the feelings of isolation, depression, mm-hmm. and all of that that comes along with it. So, can you speak to that? So, um, when I first got sick, it was I was young. I was I was nineteen. Mm-hmm. It's the first time I'm away to college, and it's one of those things where I get there. I'm ready. Freshman year, you ready? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know how that is to go away to, and um. I get there, I'm ready, have everything going, and next thing you know, I don't feel well, but we knock it up to a regular cold, because, you know, we 
men, African-American men are the last people that want to go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, I got a cold, whatever, case may be. I'll get over it. But o- over time, my body just completely... It's like obliterated itself and I had to go back home and thank God I made it back home in time for them to mm-hmm. tell me that my kidneys were shutting down. Which you think like and that point in time you're just like what does that even mean? Right. Yeah. What does that mean? What do you mean? Like, I'll say so shut them back on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Put right. them back on. Turn it on. So um, I'd always been sick all through high school. I was sick you know going through like these um different levels of sicknesses i had big bag migraines you know um i went through like this weight loss thing and um i just was never like normal or you know society wise i wasn't normal and my kidney shut down for the first year i was like what the excuse my language what the hell is going on like this can't be happening to me right now like i'm in my prime like i'm singing i'm doing all these shows and now you mean to tell me i'm Stuck to a machine that I can't get off of, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And this was right before Courtney's corner had started. But during that time, I'm like, okay, I got this. I'm strong enough. I can handle this. And I, I put that mask on. Like, okay, I got it. Until you realize this meant that mental, that mental breakdown is like it was just building up mm-hmm. slowly and slowly. And it wasn't until um I want to say like year two. I think that's when I first started Courtney's Corner, year two. I'm just like, okay, I think I got this. Cause now I went from being certain to like, all right, I don't know anymore. Like, this is not going to go away, you know? Now I'm realizing this is a lifetime situation. And um, it bugged me out. I went through a major depression. Um, Never no thoughts of suicide, but just like completely gone. Who I am in my core was gone. Like, I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to speak to anybody. I just wanted to lay there. And honestly, sometimes I just wanted to just lay there and just let life pass me by, mm-hmm. you know? So it wasn't until I started going back to church and I, you know, I found a prayer team and I allowed my friend back into my life that I realized that that was where I needed my strength. Mm-hmm. I needed to get it from somewhere and I needed to get it from the people who love me just for me being who I am, yeah. you know, flaws and all. Um, And once I did that, and I, I found that strength in God. It was over. Like, I I went from it beating me to me beating it. You know what I mean? I, I took, like, I took charge over that. And once I did that, it was completely the opposite. You know, mm-hmm. I know, I feel like with illnesses and all illnesses, you can, you allow it, to, you allow it that power. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's all about taking that power back and saying, you know what? I'm going to live my best life every day of my life as long as I have breath in my body. Mm-hmm. So I decided to do that. And let me tell you something. In the midst of me being on dialysis, I was able to finish school. I was able to get my own place. I was able to manage a, a restaurant in Times Square, in the middle of Times Square, still oh being on dialysis, still struggling, having my own music ministry, and then restarting Courtney's Corner. Wow. So it was it was a lot going on. But you know what? I didn't let none of that defeat me, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what's up. God, That's damn, I'm gonna start a church in here. <laughs> <laughs> that moves me. Sorry, you know, like, I can't help it. Oh my yeah, god! I just felt hella lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just oh, like, exactly. Thank you. Like, what no, am that's, I doing with my life? Yeah, that's that's amazing. I got low iron. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I mean, I just, <laughs> and I can't get out of bed. Damn. Yeah, man. Jeez. So, yeah. so what? So, like, what was the whole point of like uh, Courtney's Court? What made you want to start that? And you know, put uh, put like something out there. To put yourself out there and, and and have like a 
like a, a platform like Courtney's Corner? What really inspired that whole thing? Um, so when we first started Courtney's Corner, way back when, like I always tell this story about me just doing it in my kitchen. Mm-hmm. That was it. Toshiba laptop in my kitchen, talking about a laptop. bunch of <laughs> <laughs> <as> talking <laughs> about a bunch of nonsense, guys. It was, it was like sex and you know, like what was going on at school and or you know what was going on in our lives. And most of it was about sex <laughs> and just about like just being young. I think I was just what twenty, just turning twenty one at the time. And this, this trying to be fun and, and let that load go. You know, I felt like that became my venting thing. I felt like within the last 10, 11 years of my life, I felt like there was something else different about me. Mm-hmm. And my life had changed for the better. And I knew that I no longer wanted to talk about that. I felt like there were so many things going on in our community around the time of me wanting to start doing this. You know, Trayvon Martin had died. You know, we had Eric Garner who had passed away. You know, so we had all these people who were going through these things and no one is really shining a light on this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or we have that moment where the media talks about it and then once they're done, we're done. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. There were so many things going on in the communities, mental illness, you know, mental health, substance abuse, and they're happening to us. They're happening to our people. Yeah, they're happening to everybody else. But when it's a, when it's coming from a, our culture, no one wants to talk about that. Mm-hmm. No one wants to hear yeah. about that because we're too busy Nicki Minaj mm-hmm. and Cardi B. And we forget that in the midst of all that high high A class celebrity things going on, there is there is sickness and things happening in our communities that are not getting light. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I was going to bring this back that's what I wanted to do I wanted to be able to dive into these conversations and let people know that we are here with you mm-hmm. we are we are going through this with you and you are not alone and to be able to add the talent portion was just because I felt like I'm living my dream and mm-hmm. now I get the opportunity to help people live theirs right. you know to give them that platform so mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's like the what's the like setup of your show like do you invite guests um, yes what's your like What's like typical guests you invite, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, like how could how could somebody like end up on your show? So a, a lot of it has to do with relation to the topic. Okay, you know, in the beginning of Courtney's Corner, we were just like bringing on guests. You know how mm-hmm. that goes. Oh, you want to come on Courtney's Corner <laughs> because you're trying to make a name for yourself, right, right. right? Um, so in the beginning part of Courtney's Corner, hey, just come on, we can talk about this. But then I realized I need people who are going to be able to have discussions about these topics and not just just blabber on. Yeah. About, you know what I mean? Because that right, becomes exactly. like a different thing. So I started looking for people who are in relation to these like doctors mm-hmm. and lawyers or people who are who have programs and artists who can relate and can can put into um display what you know in their art and in their craft what we're talking about you know what i mean so when we're having these spoken word artists on all these rappers on or their singers on they're speaking from passion that they mm-hmm. that they've lived you know what i mean so every person that wants to come on courtney's corner or who have been on courtney's corner now even even preparing for season two is in relation to what's, what we're talking about so we are talking about going into season two like gentrification mm-hmm. and substance abuse and stuff like that and so every person that we're getting is somewhat some way tied to that topic mm-hmm. you know what i mean so yeah. it keeps it relatable yeah um and it keeps it authentic and it's not just like we're making up conversation mm-hmm. as we go along this is real you yeah know? and it also yeah. keeps us accountable too as far as the quality of the media that we want to put out because we mm-hmm. just don't want to be you know a wave we want to be a movement a movement mm. yes Yes, and I felt like you know we had those shows. You know, we had in Ricky Lake. I know if you guys in growing up, I yes, saw Ricky Lake I love and Ricky Jenny Lake. Jones. You know yes. what I mean? And we had those yep. shows where mm-hmm. these topics were they were talking about them. That's and, a good point. In the midst we of having friends, no and now I mean, I love the View. I yeah. love Wendy. 
don't get me wrong, I love all these shows, but I feel like the importance of what's going on out here is being missed. And I know a lot of times it's happening so that we can have that hour or half an hour of just fun mm-hmm. and just to take our minds over things. But the problem is, is we're taking our mind off of these things and we're forgetting to have these discussions and we always wait until somebody gets killed or murdered mm-hmm. or commit suicide to now want to discuss what's really going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So That's real. Yeah. That's, do- that's, that's amazing that you want to use their platform or like create a platform to have mm-hmm. those conversations because like you said people look at when they want to start a podcast or they want to start yeah. a YouTube series or whatever they're just like oh well everyone is dealing they with problems it. enough mm-hmm. so I'm not going to go talk about it it's like no right. we need to have these conversations we need to, we need to see 100%. people who look like us talking mm-hmm. about this stuff right. exactly. and going through this stuff and surviving this stuff and to not be ashamed you know when I first started doing this I was like damn I'm probably not going to get like a lot of people who are who want to, wants to be a part because yeah you know they may not want to talk about this and right. it was so like humbling to see how many people wanted to have these conversations and wanted to be a part of this movement like like this the team mm-hmm. like when I first started it was just me and three or four people who were like jotting this down on paper and to see it grow from just three people to 22 people in our team it's, really it's 22 people in our team it, it, this, this, this kind of speaks for itself Dang. you know what I'm saying like it just means that people oh, yeah. are, <laughs> <laughs> people are willing and are wanting and let me tell you something like no one I know I say this and I shouldn't but I don't care no one gets paid for this like this well, is all okay so, <laughs> so we're gonna talk after the show <laughs> I need to figure out how to get a team no one gets paid trying to replace me right now <laughs> no no Eddie has been a very wonderful addition to Ben Talk oh, if I man. must say so uh, definitely has been uh, so if you talk about your team Jasmine so I want to talk to you Jasmine uh, so how did you like join the team? Were you there from day one? And what's your role with Courtney's Corner? So how it worked out was I actually joined um, late last season, season one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a, a blurb on um, Instagram that he was looking for writers. You know, that's what I do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I DM'd him and I was like, hey, can I be remote? Because, you know, I'm in Philly. Yes. Yes. I'm jealous, by the way. And so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> And so he was like, of course. And then um, I sent uh, his people some of my writing samples. Uh, They loved it. And then I think I wrote two episodes. I wrote the suicide episode. And then I co-wrote the relationship episode last season. Um, Coming into season two, I'm now a head of marketing and promo. So that's why we're here. Okay, okay, okay. Um, And still doing writing. So I'm working on just uh, some of the episodes that we have coming up. We're doing a police brutality civil rights episode Mm -hmm. that I'm really excited about. You know, the new civil rights movement, you know, Sandra Bland and Trayvon Martin versus Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Yeah. Drawing the similarities between those two. And just, um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. Like Courtney said, the team is growing. We have amazing people with amazing ideas and just, you know, teamwork makes the dream work. I'm just happy to be a part of the team. Absolutely, man. So yeah. we want to get so the, the main reason that y'all, y'all, y'all wanted to come up was to talk about this youth summit that you have going on. Uh, I know you posted for auditions. Uh, mm-hmm. The auditions were a couple, like last week, the two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, so they were like the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. What is the youth summit, uh, and and what made you like put it together? How did you come up with the with the plan for it? So first off, I know this is like a little confusion. It's not a youth summit per se. It's um, it's for us. Okay, it's for okay. millennials okay. who are going through these issues, right? We right. we discussed police brutality and mental illness, and I feel like the large majority of it is happening to us mm-hmm. like i feel like mm-hmm. at some in some ways 
So I'm sorry, guys. Don't kill me. But we are this lost generation. You feel like the yeah. generations before us, they had people who paved the way for them. You know what I'm saying? And then you feel like we come into this and we're knocking down doors and doing things to be innovative. Mm-hmm. But there are some people within our in our um, generation who have no place to go. So they're stuck in this in this bubble because no one wants to be bothered with them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And this is where the substance abuse comes in. This is where, like, the confusion of life, a way to go. And, like, we're in this era right now where everything is, like, skyrocketing. Mm -hmm. So, like, you you graduate college with this big degree, and now you're working at McDonald's because no one else wants you. You know what I mean? Because no one wants to make you feel included. So, one thing I wanted to do with this summit was to kind of bring in these issues, to talk about them, and then to say, how are we going to change them? Mm -hmm. You know, we, we we are waiting for, sometimes I feel like we're waiting for someone big and and bold to do it hell we're big and bold mm-hmm. let's get it done yeah. the only way we're going to be able to see that change is if we're doing it ourselves mm-hmm. and i don't care we're black white gray pink whatever and we don't get it done together we're always going to be in this bubble waiting for the messiah to come you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we, we have to be able to affect that change in our in our generation, especially for now, now that we're having kids, and we want them to be able to see so uh, people to look up to. I love the fact that we have Malcolm X and Martin Luther King from back then, but who's now? Yeah. Who are we right. looking up to right now? Who is the present day Martin and Malcolm and Rosa? Who are we looking up to right now? You know what I'm saying? Right now we don't have that. So like, and as the as the generations um, come forth, they're their knowledge base is not as impactful as we have it as we had it back then. We were raised on knowing who Martin and Malcolm, but these right. these kids don't they don't they don't connect the way we connect to it now. You know right. what I'm saying? They're all you know social media based, technology based. So let's give them somebody or something, you know that is that's meaningful to them and impactful to them. And I feel like it's it needs to come from us for sure. You know, and I like just to your point as far as like. Our youth, I mean, it's it's a, it's a systematic thing. They don't want us to know our history. Right. That's mm-hmm. our power. Right. Once you understand where you come from, that you mm-hmm. have you have the key to everything. And right. that's why, you know, this this country has been so hell-bent on giving us uh, alternative facts about what our history actually looks like. Exactly. And that's why you have a lot of um, white people out here feeling like they're entitled they're to things right. because yeah. that was the history they were also taught, too. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you're grown up t- being taught that, you know, you're the ruler and the king of everything, mm-hmm. that's how you're going to move through the world. And if we're grown up, we're growing up being taught that oh you just were powerless slaves right you know ultimately that subconsciously that's that's does stick with you right. it sticks with you and that's the, like issue, you can't that's do the anything. issue that I have because that's not the only narrative for us right. it never was yeah. mm-hmm. it's just the one that's perpetuated mm-hmm. yep so that's why we wanted to do the summit just so oh, that we dope. can have that discussion and bring mm-hmm. on and we also have talent they're going to be coming you know we auditioned mm-hmm. a lot of people they're still sending in submissions mm-hmm. yeah. so um that's going to be dope to have to be able to see it. we have a lot of actors who are going to put on these skits so that you can so you can see you know what's going on in our community instead of hearing about it you know I feel like we're we're a visual generation mm-hmm. so we want to be able to see what's going to happen and what's going on so putting that together having spoken word artists and singers come on and we have a guest panelist coming coming to be able to talk about these in depth and answer questions we have congressmen coming um, Chris Banks is one that's one I'll give away he'll be coming on the, um, the 24th to be able to talk about these issues as well mm-hmm. um, we're going to be talking about police brutality substance abuse my biggest favorite Millennial disinterest in voting. Um, we're going to be talking about that as well. So I can't wait. 
And you oh, said yeah. it's, it's going on. It's going down on the twenty fourth, right? March twenty fourth at three p.m. And where you know, where is it? Um, it's located. At, the name of the studio is called Game Room Studios, mm-hmm. seven thirty eight Manhattan Avenue on the second floor. It's a big ballroom that we're having in that, and um, nice. I want to pack the place. Okay. I want to well, pack. I just it. check my schedule. Um, <laughs> you know, if you need a, a panel speaker, you know yes. what I'm saying? I just, I just, listen, my listen, can, we my love calendar you guys. Right so we definitely and, uh, listen. You know. if we, I would rather network. have it done from yeah. us. If we can have this conversation, I'm going to hold you to that. Let's do it. Listen, it's, it's not, listen can, I'm a man of my word. There's not no radio fluff, is it? No. I'm a man of my word. Anyone who knows Courtney knows that I keep my word. So I'm inviting you guys to come. Yeah. So please, you want to be on a panel? I have when people reach calendar. out. You know how bring, I do. Bring yeah. friends. You got his people reach out. I, I represent myself. Yeah, look, no, I just love that he has people. That's. It wasn't easy. I ain't had people ten eight years ago. I did this on a Toshiba laptop, guys. Yeah, yeah froze in the middle but of me no, right that's, here. That's what mm-hmm. this is about: having these conversations and again networking across. Like yep. you don't need, like he said, you don't need the big name that you think you need. Mm-hmm. Just right. look at what your friend is mm-hmm. doing. What talent do you have? Let's collaborate. It's exactly. about collaboration yes. and not competition. And yes. a lot of people don't realize that, especially in this industry, exactly. they're always trying to connect with the people who they feel have made it. Exactly. Most people don't need you. Right. It's like, exactly. we got we to come across right. laterally. We, exactly. together. we have to right. do it together. Oh, believe me, I learned a lesson in that. When I first started this, I was like, man, I got to get some names. <laughs> <laughs> Although... My very first guest was Jesse Wu, who's on uh, Love and Hip Hop now. Oh. No so, way. Just to me, yeah, my very that was my very first guest. That was the second wow. show I ever did. And That's she, crazy. She came up and she's now I'm on just, Love and Hip Hop Miami. And now she's hosting her own stuff too. She's yeah, good. Yeah, I mean she's all right. I don't want name drop, but uh, <laughs> you know. But no, I definitely learned yeah. that. Like, there's people who might feel like they're too big to come on your platform, mm-hmm. you know, and they see, yeah. they don't see it as. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming on a platform they see it as oh why should I give this person that, that kind of clout mm. right. so yeah you're absolutely right network across man yeah. stop, stop trying to right. it's all the, about community uh-huh. based yeah. things and once, all... yeah I'm sorry and I'm just saying like also once you get once you like make it quote, network a network backwards too right. you know right. cause it's like and by backwards I mean like lift up the people who right. were in the same who situation the same, like right. it's right. so it's crazy how quickly people forget where mm-hmm. they were where they were right so quickly once you have all the things come to you you start mm-hmm. especially you know, now with social media you get mm-hmm. caught up with likes and comments and followers yeah. and like I need you to be humble mm-hmm. facts and, for, and never forget what it took to get here you mm-hmm. know the right. blood the sweat the tears like when people and I used to hear that back and they're like nobody's nobody's crying for this but mm-hmm. no there's been times I've been in my room I'm like oh my god I can't do this uh-huh. it's like it's real like you know you just sit in your yeah. house and you're like is it really meant for me? Like, yeah. God, yeah. Like, well, should I be doing it? Should I just 100%. give up and keep my nine to five or keep my, you know, my 10 hour shifts every five days? Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely. Well, thanks for continuing and keeping on. Yeah. So, uh, before we move on, like, just tell everyone, like, where they could catch Courtney's Corner. Um, you know, how can they get, like, tickets to the summit and, or just give everyone, like, just plug yourself right now. Okay. So, Courtney's Corner will be premiering. April 22nd at 8 p.m. on YouTube. Market calendars. Market on your calendars. April 22nd, 8 p.m. will be Courtney's Corner on YouTube every Monday. But you can also catch it on YouTube right now. Season one is fully loaded. All 12 episodes are on there. We're going to be dropping some promos really, really soon about season two. So look out for that on um. My Instagram page, Courtney's Corner 89 on Instagram. And then you could just follow me if you aren't following me already. Courtney's Corner on Facebook. Um, and uh, the summit, you can actually, we're going to be giving them out. So uh, this will keep it a little bit personal. We're going to do an event by page, but 
I wanted to keep it real personal. So I want to be able to deliver them. I feel like we don't do that no more. Everything is so like, you know. You better man than me. <laughs> I got a show coming up in March. Get your damn tickets on the I'm not, I'm not We're coming to We're going to do Eventbrite, but like we're getting tickets made and stuff like that. Um, we'll be having our our power line um, premiering soon. So please look out. Courtney's Corner is on the rise and um, I want to bring you guys with me. Well, Courtney, um, I want you to take this down. 100 Bogart, right? So when you got the merch, you can send it. It's going to come in this box over here. And, um, okay. you know, I'm allowed to go in there. So <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an extra large in the shirt. You got know, you. I'm still waiting got on my you. Radio Free Brooklyn huh? merch from, Ooh. like, way back in the Ooh. day. Hey, yo, Benjamin. This, <laughs> Jasmine, he's late. <laughs> he's studio in cheek. You know what I'm saying? We got, we got light bills. I you mean, know, I know you. We got to pay security. It's, <laughs> it's a lot going on. Right? I mean, I know you upgraded yeah. it all for the last time I was here. <laughs> but you know. Bottle water. You know yeah, what I mean? Bottles of water. There was Henny last time. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, there okay. was Henny last time. And, but it was fun. It was, it was fun. It was I, I enjoyed it. It was a good time. I enjoyed it. All right. So, you guys want to want to do some trending topics with us? Let's Absolutely. Do it. Let's do it. All right, man. Uh, we're going to start off our trending topics. Once again, you're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn with the uh, it's Ben Talks right here live. It's the best in the world, Ben Lewis. Addy Hi, is also everybody. here by my side. We got Courtney and Jasmine up, of Courtney's though? Corner. Hey. They are here talking all things. Uh, I don't want to call it youth summit. It's not a youth summit, right? It's just it's a, not a youth Courtney's summit. Corner uh-huh. Summit. Yeah, I, I could go ahead and it's call it that. Millennial Summit. Issues. 2019. Change starts with us. There we go. Mm. Bridging there the gap. Go. That's the hashtag. Mm. Oh, okay. okay. Hashtag Doing bridging the, the gap. There we go. Um. So, all right, Shaq West. Yeah, I'll start with this one. Live Shaq West. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This one so, hurt me, man. Um, if you <laughs> were under a rock over the past few days and you didn't realize what was going on, Shaq West, the young rapper, he's only twenty actually. Yeah. He's the one who sings that Mobamba song, that like Live Shaq West, Die Shaq West song. So high energy party music. Mosh pit type rap. <laughs> yes. Um. He used to date Justine Skye. And uh, Justine Skye went on The Breakfast Club back in November. And she spoke about being in an abusive relationship. She did not mention anybody's name. But she did mention that it was a shock. Because everything was going so well. And all of the things that she had gone through in that relationship. She also mentioned that, you know, she wasn't... She didn't want to bring up the name of her abuser. Because she was like, hey, no one is going to care. It's not going to matter. And nothing's going to change. And I remember, like, watching that interview. And it, like, I actually cried. Watching it, you know, I've never been in a sexually abusive relationship, but it just really it really bothers me to see so many women go through these things that they have to suffer through in silence and to look to the community, community of fellow black people, especially when black women do so much of the work to know that if they were to bring it to the table, nothing would happen. And so now it resurfaced because um, she now has a new a new man and she was walking through um, walking in L.A. with her friends and her new man. And she allegedly. She claims that uh, two two cars of two cars of niggas pulled up with Sheck West in one of the cars. Those men in the vehicle jumped out and jumped her, her jumped her and her friends and her boyfriend. And she said that Sheck West allegedly sat in a car like a little bitch and did nothing as her as his friends jumped her and his her and her friends and her boyfriend. Now, when they say jump, like a beat down? Like so she didn't elaborate on that, but that okay. became a Twitter back and forth because now this was the first time that she had mentioned that, mm. you know, she this this time she added wow. him. She was like, my abuser, oh. Sheck West, okay. yeah. wow. did this. And this is the first time she had done that. 
Um, and so now she was moving. Now she's moving forward with pressing charges. She posted videos of her going to the police precincts where she was explaining her story. And the guys at the, the police officers were like not listening to her. They were being so rude. And these are the things that women go through that she was really shedding the light on. Like people think or people make it seem that it's so easy to just accuse somebody of sexual assault. And let it be what it is. Right. It's yeah. so embarrassing. It's like embarrassing. It's, it feels degrading because you go and you speak to typically men about it mm. and right. they don't take it seriously. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it was a back and forth on the internet. Even though people are typically not inclined to believe women, the overwhelming majority of people believe her because she's not one of those people who's like out here trying to be seen or yeah. she's, she's had a successful career for years. She has no reason to lie on an up and coming rapper. Mm. Um, and he even admitted in his tweets that like he apologized. So it's like, what did you apologize for if you didn't do anything? Right. Right. He was saying, oh, I didn't do anything. And then and then also in the same tweet, oh, but I apologize for it. So it's like, what exactly happened? Because now you just contradict, you just contradicted your you whole contradicted entire, yourself. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, <laughs> I feel like, well, boy, bye. Here's my thing with you: like, I I'm done mm-hmm. with defending any artist, rapper, actor. I'm done with defending them because, mm-hmm. truth be told, a lot of these people they're behind closed doors, behind what they the persona that they give off. They're horrible human beings mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Real so nice. I'm done defending. So mm-hmm. look, is she? Uh, if she says that Sheck West was abusing her, he probably was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we t- we always tend to <laughs> jump like, was. oh, why? Oh, she's lying to try and tear down another black mm-hmm. man. We always like to mm-hmm. play that card, but again, that's why lie about something like that. I mean, right. there are women who do lie about it, right. but she was on arguably the biggest platform mm-hmm. for our culture, the Breakfast Club. Yeah, if she wanted to make up some type mm-hmm. of like, she protected him. She there. protected mm-hmm. him. She protected him. So and he would have gotten away with it if he didn't jump her. <laughs> I almost got away with yeah. it. She has a whole new man, so it's not right. like she's yeah, trying to get him exactly. back. All the reasons they would normally criticize a woman: oh, she's thirsty. Nope, right. she's more famous than him. Right. Uh, she, she, she would. She's bitter. She couldn't get over him. She was with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So, like all of the reasons that they would normally like deny a black woman or right. a woman's story, uh, they couldn't do it with her. Yeah, of course, though people were deny or like people were doubting doubting her, uh, but until he played himself. Right. But that's kind of what it took until he literally admitted it. By saying he apologized for something, um, people were still kind of like iffy about it. So it just goes to show how hard it is. And I think everybody should support her. Um, yes. And I know that's like sexual, like, sorry, not sexual assault, but abuse of any kind can be tricky because no one else was there to see it. Right. So it's really just, just one person's word against mm-hmm. another person. Man climbing fences uh, to, to get to her house and all that? Wasn't right. He doing that? Yeah, he was climbing fences on, and he now. was trying he to paint the story that's, that's a different much. way. Yeah, you're doing way too much, bro. Too much. <laughs> and scaling fences, man. Come on. It's now. not even that deep. Yeah. It's definitely not. It's but. Cor- I was just going to say, Courtney, you said something earlier as far as like our generation, you know, kind of like the lost generation. Like, what? who do we have to look up to? And when you think about it, mm-hmm. a lot of us, what we were looking up to were not the best things. Right, you know? at all. We weren't looking up to like, you know, kind of this whole idea of like black people just get in the bag mm-hmm. at all costs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That mentality is like there has to be a balance there because yeah. when we think about it we come from we come from a people of community mm-hmm. like black people that is that's our identity is that we were a self-reliant people right. that money money this whole concept of um riches at all costs you know mm-hmm. we we operated differently before slavery you know right. it's so and true. still in our communities before colonization and in a lot of places that like we rely and we're interdependent communities mm-hmm. right. and that was what was important not let me get up at somebody else's expense and that right. was what a lot of people have seen growing up that's yeah. what i saw yeah even if even if you think about and i think that roughly we're all around the same age mm-hmm. it was more of a community that we grew up in your block was your community mm-hmm. you know what yeah. i mean exactly 
you you know you knew the parents in your neighborhood you knew you know the kids you went to school with they were most likely the same kids mm-hmm. yeah you know so i think that's lost to that yeah. sense of community yeah a lot of that has changed 100%. you know I, I got a question do i need to mute Shaq west because i definitely had his song on repeat today oh do i is that something that's i need to stop question. doing do I need to I mean, put that? Do I need to put, need to put that in a, in my title incognito page so nobody sees that I'm listening to Shaq West? Oh yeah, I think Where so. I put I all think my so. R. Kelly song. Yeah, yeah. I just, just threw it down for you just now. Yeah. So now because he gave we gave him because to me I'm honestly not even that person that's like oh every nigga who makes a mistake let's cancel I'm not that person right. because to me I understand there's very complex issues within our community right. and intersections <laughs> of trauma yes. that you know and 100%. not that it's ever an excuse but you know I'm I'm more inclined to look at the full picture but you already got away with it so you didn't learn a damn thing right. you continuously got rewarded everybody continue playing your songs mm-hmm. what are you going to learn because right. when you think about it it's like how do we expect anyone to ever grow if their life is not changing based on the things, mm-hmm. the negative things that they do. Right. If right. a black woman does something stupid or bad, she will feel the consequences. Look at Chrisette Michelle. She yeah. still can't de- get yeah. a damn job. She still, she, uh, no one, no, they, pr- they blackballed yeah. her for doing the same thing that Kanye has done, right. you know, because there's a different set of standards mm-hmm. and yet we receive them and move differently and move accordingly because that's what it takes. You have to hold people accountable if you want to see a change. Right. He's, of course, he's not going to change if nothing changes around him. And it's also mm-hmm. too, because let's be really clear, white people are listening to Chrisette Michelle, mm-hmm. but white folks are listening to Kanye West. And you know what I'm saying? Like no matter yeah. what people mm-hmm. may say, they're listening to Kanye West, which is why he's able to be and do the thing that he's doing right now. For sure. Mm-hmm. Because sure. the support is overall and not just community based. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's I think it's oh I think we can cancel shit. Because I feel like he's 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 cancelable in the sense I mean I don't like to cancel people. He's twenty. But he's cancelable can- at twenty. Well, well, because his career barely started, I think it's easier <laughs> yeah. to, to yeah. do it than like someone like Kanye or somebody who's more established. Because you know I feel like you, you know yeah. another uh, notch mm-hmm. against him. He models for, for Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> That's a limited man. conversation because yeah, black folks didn't get no real Gucci. So. <laughs> we go, oh, we gonna get into that. But first, uh, next in the, up in our trending topics, Twenty One Savage was released out of ICE custody this week. He boarded a private jet, flew back to Atlanta, flew out. Uh, yeah, he was he was flown out, <laughs> and just coming after you know it all came out that he wasn't in fact a U.S. citizen. Um, although he repped Atlanta mm. all day, said he was from Zone Six, said he's been running the streets since he was four or five years old. Talked about his daddy was a crackhead. Why but his do people a- lie? No one's talking about it. Just heads that's up. what I'm saying. That's another thing. That's the conversation yeah. I want to have. Luckily, right now. we don't know any famous people. Exactly. <laughs> so I guess we can. But that's the conversation <laughs> but- I want to have right now because everybody is like, "Oh, ICE is is wrong. ICE is doing this and the third. Yes, there's a lot of things that ICE is currently doing. Fuck mm-hmm. ICE. That is wrong and is underhanded and is tearing families apart and mm-hmm. there are people in their custody and free right. 21. aren't 21 Savage <laughs> free them anyway let's have let's talk about the other side of this conversation that no one wants to bring up is the fact that this man is a fraud right he, he sat there on Vlad TV said my daddy was a crackhead his dad is a world renowned surgeon from the UK <laughs> yeah and, and people in the industry it. knew this you know yes. this and they decided to lie to us and now everybody wants to sit there and talk yeah. about oh 21 Savage doing this that and the third well first and foremost 21 Savage you a fraud bro right. yeah. you a fraud straight up 100% at all Ooh. exactly you come out here making music talking about uh that's that's talking about glorifying that's glorifying the stuff that's going on in the streets of Atlanta yeah. and 
all the stuff that you did and what you will do to people if they talk about you always pulling niggas' cars. Why nobody pulled your car, right. bro? Right. Why nobody pulled your passport or like visa or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like, yo, this guy, but and this nobody's why, talking about but it. Look, but this is why we cannot make celebrities our gods. It basically, this is why we can't do that. Basically, I'm not saying I, I didn't. I didn't have him like on a pedestal, but he was one of the few I like people. Him. Yeah, he was one of the few yeah. people that when he said what they used to do and the stuff, the life that they lived, he wasn't over the top with yeah. it. He wasn't Very going believable. out of his way right. to prove that he was gangster. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I do believe him because mm-hmm. he did, although he did say, oh, I did this, that, and the third, but oh, that's not the life you should live. So, right. but there was some of the glorifying violence against each other in mm-hmm. his music. Mm-hmm. And now he just, it comes out that he's from the UK. Now you just look like an industry pawn. Right. Yeah. It looks like you were there to push forward a negative stereotype and Absolutely. push forward this negative agenda that they want to pump into the black community right. and also the little white kids that's listening to 21 Savage. Mm-hmm. But everybody's just like, oh, 21 Savage is such a great person. This and the third, he didn't deserve that. And nobody deserves to be taken away from their family. And especially as the guy who's, he's, he's the primary breadwinner. He's taking care of a lot of people. No one deserved it from that Sex. aspect. But... But but he, he lied. But he yeah. knew all this before he lied. Right. But so did the I'm person saying. who signed him. Right. I mean, yes, so did the exactly. people who supported him. Yeah. The industry covered this whole secret. They up. know. So now my thing is that mm-hmm. now, but this is also what happens when you put your your soul on the line to make music. Because I feel like what he did was he sold his soul to the industry and basically now that bus is running over. You know what I mean? So now you got because they're not gonna have your back, as you can see. No one is kind of having his back, but they're letting him fry, letting him do whatever it right. needs to get done. To like, okay, well, you had your dream, you tried yeah. to make your dream, it didn't work. Go back, right? Say but it. they all are keeping this shit on the hush because mm-hmm. we pulled up the video. Exactly. Uh, what's the uh, Angela the Yee revealed yes. it because apparently I don't think she got the memo that they weren't supposed to say anything. They were like, mm. yeah, you know, his dad is a doctor, and then like Envy was like, oh, we're not. We, oh, we we saying exactly. that out loud now. Exactly. And then, exactly. was like, "Oh, I mean, yeah, I knew, but I didn't know we were. I didn't know we could say. Well, now it's out." Wow. And then on State of the Culture, they had brought it up in passing too. Exactly. That oh yeah, his dad is a doctor, and no one talks about it. And people make it seem like when you talk about something in its full picture, that you're a hater or that exactly. you you don't care about his situation. Look, my uncle got deported. I that's my priorities. Like, still, I don't feel like anybody should be pulled like pulled up away from their family exactly, yeah. and all of that. So fuck that. But there's comp- we, we can multitask. We can. Freaking yeah. multitask and have a set of conversations because if it if it is that he was an industry plant and that they made him say certain things about glorifying violence and glorifying like that we need to talk about that too exactly. it's not even Absolutely. about calling him yeah. out for being a fraud really it's like the industry right. needs to the, be addressed and brought to him. task exactly. that's nah, the problem bro, you, he's a whole <laughs> fraud out here he went on Vlad TV out of his own mouth and said my daddy was a crackhead Oof. that's how I got introduced two drugs mm. which daddy da- though you yeah, know which dad like, are you maybe talking that's another right. one you're right maybe your dad's a world-renowned surgeon another dad maybe which... it was a, maybe your surgeon your biological dad was like no that's, i don't support maybe. this so listen i'm disowning you yeah. okay so now you want to you know create this life that you know nothing about uh-huh. because you're trying to be you, you're trying to impress what you think that we're interested exactly in. you yeah know what I mean? so now what you what you've done is kind of make us look worse mm-hmm. because you know you're trying to sell an image this, yeah that and I mean, what do you think? Like moving forward, when we get these new rappers, like now, I feel like I'm gonna really just take my time to mm-hmm. really like is this your story right, or right. you know? And I will say this about old school hip hop, right? One of the things, one of the things that the old school hip hop artists always used to do, whenever somebody came out 
whenever somebody bursts onto the scene and start talking about what they do in the streets, their cards were always checked. Mm-hmm. Right. People did background checks. Like, yo, let me find mm-hmm. out. Let me go to this hood that he says he's from mm-hmm. and let me see if he's really about that life he's rapping about. Yeah. And if you weren't legit, you, you weren't going right, to make it in this mm-hmm. industry. But now, but now, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It does not matter now. You could just say you did it and... If mm-hmm. the if the older dudes come out and say, "Oh, this dude is not like," for example, my son has been coming out from day one saying that six nine was a fraud. Six nine wasn't who he said he was, mm-hmm. right. and people call my son a hater. Mm-hmm. But that's just how it was in the previous generation, mm-hmm. the old school hip hop artists. You couldn't come out and say you was running the streets because mm-hmm. they're gonna go check. Yeah, yeah. And now there's nobody checking, so right. you could come out and say, "Oh, I've been running the streets since I was five years old, Zone Six, this, mm-hmm. that, and the third. But really. You was out right. running around the UK, <laughs> and your dad's a worry now surgeon. So right. that means to so tell you me, was in the library chilling. Right, you, know you probably I mean? weren't struggling. I'm not. Everybody's life has its struggles, but you yeah. probably but you weren't struggling. struggling. And, and the thing is that that's not a problem. Enough. I'm not even mad at him. Yeah. Like you don't exactly. have to struggle to rap right. anymore. Look exactly. at Drake; he's built the prototype for that. But I know, I know that there still is that sensational sensationalization of like violence and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that was a, a good marketing right. tool. But right. it's like. I would have received. I, I don't know. I would have received him. Actually, I would have respected maybe. him more had he been authentic. Yeah, I think you I would have respected mean? him. But when I think about honestly, like how how much everybody would have received him mm-hmm. if like I mean, what would he have talked about right when he first right. came out? Because he talked a lot about the streets and the things that he did. Mm-hmm. And we don't know if he didn't do any of those things necessarily. All we do know is that All he's not. I just feel like a lot of these artists here. nowadays need to have a gimmick. Mm-hmm. Your art should be your gimmick. And yeah. I feel like they want to glorify violence. They want to glorify sex to kind of let it be their gimmick. But if you are an, a true artist, mm-hmm. you let your words speak. You right. let your heart speak. And people are going to receive it because you're authentic. You mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying? Right. Like, we, we're missing that now. Yeah. The, we, we don't have that no more. We, like he said, like, right. old school hip hop, mm-hmm. we don't have that anymore. You know what I mean? And I feel like. Yeah, it's dead. Yeah. But then the other, the other half of that conversation is that why are these images and things still selling? Mm-hmm. Right. That's the other half of that conversation. Exactly. Man, right. all it all it would have took was one bar off of twenty one. One bar <laughs> in one of your songs to say, Hey, I wasn't born in Atlanta. I was actually I'm actually from the UK. Yeah. That's right. all it would have took. Right. We would have talked about it for a little bit yeah. and then we would have mm-hmm. let it go. Because people at the end of the day like the music. Yeah. I got twenty one I got his last two albums on my phone. Like Right. And to me, the UK thing alone would like, all right, fine, yeah, that don't mean that you couldn't have had this life. Right. But because of the dad and then also him saying that he grew up in Atlanta since he was three, four, I think those are contradictory. Right. Like it's like um, six miles. Yeah. Ass. I think like that that part of it now is. Now you like, can't even okay, take wait. it back like uh yeah, you what said, I meant to say was Right. I mean did you come <laughs> over on a flight from right, the UK UK? Exactly. Right. <laughs> Uh, to do the you know to, to trap when you were five or six for the summers and then go back right, and then go back right <laughs> but let's, you but can't let's, even explain your story bro but, but let's move on from, from 21 Fraud I mean Savage uh, so Wendy, Wendy Williams you talked about Wendy Williams earlier uh, she almost about to get her job taken by Nick Cannon mm-hmm. but um, it's allegedly. a lot going around yeah allegedly but it's 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 the story of like what's going on the, the real truth behind her breakdown mm-hmm. is if it is in fact that if that is in fact the reason it's pretty sad like, yeah yeah her, her, and and this is no secret i mean we, we all know about yeah. this mm-hmm. and we're not we're not right we're, mm-hmm. we're nobodies mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying to to pretty be much. in that kind of circle to know that kind of stuff but right certain mm-hmm. times like rumors get really loud yeah mm-hmm. and this is one of those situations where this rumor is really loud right and mm-hmm. it's not it's coming it's showing that it's probably not a rumor mm-hmm. it's a lot right. of truth to it right, right. And, but uh, Wendy Williams has, has been out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's been out for the last couple of weeks. And I'm talking about she, like she had a breakdown. But people saying mm-hmm. that this breakdown could be attributed to 
the abuse that she's taken at the hands of her husband. Right. right. Well, at first she was saying that she had like um, some type of fracture, whatever, to her arm. Shoulder. Yeah. Right. And so she was out for that. Mm-hmm. And then she was also saying that her graves and disease. Right. It was mm-hmm. another reason why she was out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, word on the street is. He's your husband was cheating. Mm-hmm. Not only was he cheating, he got a allegedly. pregnant allegedly, mm-hmm. and then allegedly he bought her house mm-hmm. next to you. Allegedly, that's what I heard. Right, and that so, he got the second baby. Right, second mm-hmm. baby on the way. So mm-hmm. like this all happened. Wait, 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 wait. The- second cheat baby or just second baby? Second baby. Second oh, cheat no, baby. Second cheat. Baby. Yeah, like he apparently <laughs> he got the girl knocked. Allegedly, he got the first the side baby? chick knocked up the one he bought the house for, it's and got really? her knocked up again. That's what oh, I heard. Oh, I didn't that's know all that from, one. <laughs> need to find me. That's all from rumors. So anyway. Allegations. Right? Anyone could be making this. <laughs> but yeah, so like even and then even so like even with this whole Nick Cannon situation, like I know um, Raider Online was saying, "Damn, I, you wish I do the thought. I knew what I was talking about, right?" <laughs> Raider Online was saying that um, her staff hasn't heard from her. Right. Since wow. this whole breakdown, you feel, exactly. you feel they like haven't heard the first from people, her? no, they haven't heard two words from her, but she what? called Nick Cannon and asked Nick Cannon to host his show. So, like, they're <gasps> like living, they're real wow. living, and they're like staying like, how, how dare you not confide in the people oh. who's had your back since That's your six bad. week sneak peek? Because you're not, you don't want to face the music that you dish out yeah. every day yeah. for an hour. And you that's know what the I mean? Thing. That, but, that's really the thing. You know, she's the queen of. Mm-hmm gossip and shade and whatever else and now it's really just coming back to bite her yeah yeah in a major way so they talked about this on the room report um on the breakfast club and uh here's some of what they had to say this is angelie of breakfast club doing the room report having a really hard time and it's really her husband that's been behind the issues they said that he would scream at the interns and this is something that's been going on for quite some time since 2008 uh, that's been an issue and you know they do say that he was physically abusive toward her as well in one instance they say that he stormed into the studio demanded that other employees leave and openly physically abused Wendy Williams pinning her against the wall with his hand around her neck choking her while repeatedly pounding his fist into the wall directly by her head the case for that was settled in October 22nd 2008 According to a former radio employee, they said they're not your typical couple. They're not a couple where you think there is love there. It's very toxic. So not sure what's going on, but hopefully they get it together. Um, according to one former TV producer, they said at one point, Wendy Williams became very vegan-esque. Kevin would berate her if she ate something that was not on their eating plan. He would scream, don't be a fat ass. And so there's a bunch of different stories from sources close to the couple and people that have worked with them. Uh, there's a quote from Charlemagne in this oh, article as well. What, what, what did that quote say? It says, I don't F with Kevin. I think he's a terrible <laughs> human being. Sheesh. I would just tell you that I hope Wendy Williams wakes up before one day she doesn't wake up. End quote. End quote. And yeah. this is someone who worked with her for six, seven years? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So. I mean. Yeah. Judging <laughs> off his, his whole, like his whole body language just talking about it. It's like, mm-hmm. it looks like he's tired of it because mm-hmm. he probably been telling her for years that she needs yeah. to, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. get away. And, and like you said, we all hope that Wendy Williams wakes up before she doesn't wake up. Mm-hmm. Right. Because how tragic would this be if the story ends that he finally beat like, her beat to her death? Beat her to death, right. But right now, allegedly, she's in Florida with yeah. her parent, yeah, Miami, with her with her family, mm. um, kind of like dealing with this. But my thing is now, what about your team? Yeah. These people who built this with you you know what I mean like how dare you just leave yeah you know what I mean and yeah. not say anything to them I get it you're going through something mm-hmm. right now that's really traumatic but instead of running from it face it because when you get back to New York 
Mm-hmm. You're going to have to face this. Yeah, you know, yeah it's not I was going to say it's not, it's not going to go away, and you can't even you can't even start to fix it. Yeah. Until you face it, that's the exactly. other part exactly. of it too. And Charlemagne said, mentioned this in in his book that like that was a huge reason why he had to leave because he was like, you know, for all you could say about Charlemagne, like his like his he treats his staff well, right. and he was like he learned that not from a non example from what he had experienced mm-hmm. yeah. while he was on that show yeah. with her husband with Them when not paying yeah, him, yeah, yeah, like treating treating the staff terribly, treating mm-hmm. he's like uh, that Hunt, the Kevin Hunter like made this intern cry on the regular just yeah. with like and he would call her to intentionally just like ask her to do impossible things just so mm-hmm. he could yell at her and berate her and oh make her feel goodness. terrible about herself and he was like that was the type of person that he was yeah. so you even know. now that's what mm-hmm. it is even now like they yeah. were saying like you know he went to the set when this broke out some I guess mm-hmm. from like an inside source he went and threatened but how could you just threaten anybody that's like gonna be finding a needle in a haystack yeah because anybody could have said it you know because our show has been here for 10 years and these people have been with you yeah. for 10 years so you can't go looking for a specific person they all ride they all roll with you this whole time you yeah. know so yeah, exactly. that's scary and she probably knows that if she says anything like I mean what is she he has all of her money right you know being I mean, her manager yeah he's gonna clean up and probably mm-hmm. take more than his share it's sad you know it's sad it's like I love sad. her mm-hmm. I love Wendy I've been watching it some the six week sneak peek and I I don't, I don't care. I love mm-hmm. the gossip. Yeah, I do. I can't help she's it. She's great at her job. She's, yes. wonderful she's wonderful at her job. At her job. Yeah. She you can you, she carries the show by herself. It's yes. fantastic. Yeah. Yes. You know? Well, let's just hope everything works out for the better. Yes. And hopefully she does wake up before she doesn't wake up. Uh we're gonna move on to some some more trifling people. Uh <laughs> Gucci dropped the, the sweater. Gucci. Um, now, I was looking at this picture of the sweater, right? And What'd I was you like, think? you know what? It would have they would have been fine if they didn't put the red uh, the lip, the yeah. yeah. Put the red around the mouth area. It would have been fine. It would have just been mm-hmm. another ugly piece of Gucci that mm-hmm. they put out that they yeah. overcharged for. Mm-hmm. And what if they made the lip pink? Nah, you can't put no colors around that. Yeah, lip. <laughs> the way social media is right now, right. you can't. You can't That's do true. anything. What that, color you put around that lip? Exactly. Be maybe maybe blue. They could have got away with. Maybe yeah, maybe, maybe blue. blue. They could have got away. But anything red, pink yeah. related, That's that would have been a problem. But now there's people calling for a. Well, T.I. in particular, he made an Instagram post calling for the boycott of Gucci. And to be honest, <laughs> um, I don't think that this one issue in particular mm. has to do with any one of us in this room. Nope. No. Not at all. Because first of all, nope. I can't afford Gucci, the right. mother, nope, the father, or the sister. <laughs> the so I'm out of my business. So exactly. Like, that has nothing got, to do with me. They mm-hmm. need to mobilize amongst <laughs> yes, themselves. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Unless they're selling Gucci out the thrift store, mm-hmm. I'm fine. Right. But their chances at mobilization have taken hits because people of the likes of Kodak Black, Floyd Mayweather, <laughs> and Adrian Broner have come forward and said they have no intentions of boycotting Gucci and that Gucci has done nothing to them. Mm. There's actually a very interesting uh, clip from uh, Kodak Black. I'm going to pull it up here. But uh, well, yeah, like I like I said, like, what's your thoughts so far on on the topic? Like this this isn't really an issue for us, right? No, I mean not, at all. not for no. me. <laughs> no, I feel like I do feel like you know I'm not to defend the the ones who are removing themselves from the boycott, but at the same time, it's just kind of like people, especially celebrities, to decide to cling on to a certain boycott, mm-hmm. not really follow through, not really hold their own friends accountable, because let's talk about the NFL boycott. Right. right. If you're expecting us to do it as random civilians mm-hmm. to, like, stop watching football or to right. stop doing whatever, whatever few joys we have in life mm-hmm. <laughs> here, from here at the poverty line, 
um, then you need to mobilize and make a stance amongst yourselves. Hold yeah. your friends accountable. Because right. I remember, like, they asked T.I., oh, what are your thoughts on, like, some people going to the Super Bowl? He was like, well, you know, every man can choose what he wants to do for himself and da-da-da. So I'm like, all right, well, then you have to keep that same energy yes, when it comes yeah. to things like this. Because for if your sure. stance is that people are can do whatever they want to do for themselves, then that's what is what it is. So then yeah. it's like, we don't have that sense of solidarity or community because Absolutely. it's like, just because you choose to do it, you know, you should have, you should ask and have the bar at a certain level. Yeah. People can choose to do what they want to do ultimately, but you should hold the bar and have expectations for mm-hmm. your peers. And the people around you Because you have the influence To do it I don't Mm. I can't go ahead And tell anybody To do nothing Like they're not They're gonna look at me Like excuse you But if you say it And if you really are Mm -hmm. Championing it And holding them accountable Not being like (laughs) He's gonna do whatever He wanna do It's true You know But that's that's my problem With T.I. I I feel like he's double minded In that way He Mm -hmm. sticks by exactly What he wanna stick by Yeah exactly And then he's quiet Literally for everything yeah, else. Yeah. So, did you guys hear what Kodak Black said about um, the the whole protest? No. no, no. What did he say? Oh, it's perfect. So, I guess first reactions here. But here's Kodak Black. Me on live, bro. Hold on, let me get back to these people who talking about my Gucci belt. You got me fucked up. I ain't buy this shit for no reason. I'm wet this motherfucker. Fuck y'all talking about. And y'all know I got swag. Bitch, I wear a Walmart sweatsuit, bitch, and still be swag. Cause, bitch, I don't give a damn. But at the same time, bitch, I got a few more Gucci little clothes that I that I bought and I'm gonna wear it. Fuck y'all got to go on, bitch. I'm gonna wear my Gucci. Mm-hmm. And listen, honestly, I don't really feel like them people, like, people like, I'm black, right? And I'm thug to the bone, right? I fuck with white people, right? But sometimes black people do be reaching. So, like, for no reason, just be reaching for little shit. Them people ain't do nothing. Them people ain't say nothing about no racist shit. Them people just had a little ski mask. It's all kind of ski masks <laughs> in the world, bro. Huh? Oh, my God. He's such a nigga. Yeah. That, that was Kodak Black. Ski masks, though? Uh, well, he's, he's from Florida, so... But back to the point as far as <laughs> who the fuck did he have to look up to? Exactly. People getting Clearly getting bands, nobody. getting money, right. getting, you know, getting these brands. Like that has yeah. always been the idea of what black excellence. It's, it's mm-hmm. always been this talented 10th mentality that if a few of us come up and rise in the rankings in blackness, then we will be respected. We'll be honored. He's he's only doing what they show him to do. Now everybody is like woke now, and you expect this twenty year old boy to be there. You didn't teach him how to do that. But the other problem Mm -hmm. with that is when you say that, a lot of the avenue now is between sports and entertainment. Mm -hmm. You know, especially for little black boys. And I have to tell people all the time that's not your only avenue anymore. Facts. Absolutely. Yeah. Goddamn shame, yeah. Black. But like, I mean, I But to me, I get God. it. I get where he's coming from. This is what I mean. What, now it's this new. Like, we have to realize that the times move rapidly. Yes. People were not speaking like this ten years ago. Yeah. If we saw that sweater, we j- most people would have kept it moving. It wouldn't have been this uproar. Yeah, now yeah. that it's yeah. now it's 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 in trend to be woke. It's in trend to call out these things that you feel like you have control over. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, in your day-to-day life, you're glorifying all of the things right. that are embedded in white supremacy. Right. Right. So it's right. just like your whole life is revolves around white supremacy. You're mm-hmm. embedded in the system. Right. So it's like you can't really fight 
you can't really really take a, a, a stance on the system and you're completely benefiting from it mm-hmm. and then expect the, the, the poor folk and the up and coming folk around you who are trying to get this same bag that you've been able to get yeah. so now that you your career is done and you've accumulated like T.I. Jay-Z mm-hmm. you've accumulated all the wealth that you needed to have accumulated and now you want to tell these 20 year old boys who only grew up listening to a lot of the ignorant shit yes that we all grew up listening to 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 be woke and conscious they're trying to get the bag too and even so <laughs> even some of the stuff that they did mm-hmm. Jay-Z and T.I. back in the day that was ignorant it was ignorant we can't be holier than thou now. Right. We have right. like I'm I, I'm not gonna condemn Kodak Black. I'm be like, how do we talk to someone like Kodak Black? Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of Kodak Blacks. Right, there's a absolutely. lot of them, and they they're not there because they're just uniquely ignorant. Mm-hmm. They're there by design. Because people, right? They we look created up to them. People who are just as ignorant <laughs> as they are now. Exactly. Yeah. We created them. Well. <laughs> That was. Uh, I want to thank you guys for coming through to, well, thank to Bang you. Talks, thank man. You. Time just time just flies, right? Oh man! But real quick, just let everyone know about Courtney's Corner and the summit that you have coming up on the twenty fourth of March. Okay, so uh, Courtney's Corner. First off, we are starting one more time, April twenty second. We're releasing a bunch of promotional items that I love for you guys to go out and share. You can add us at Courtney's Corner eighty nine on Instagram. We have a Courtney's Corner page on Facebook. Um, link us, email us at Courtney's Corner eighty nine at gmail The summit will be held March twenty fourth at 3 p.m. Um, we are, we're doing a bunch of things that day. We're doing a um, a brunch at 11. We're doing the summit at 3 and then I'll sip and paint at 8 o'clock. So Didn't please no join. <laughs> <laughs> so please join us for that. all those festivities. That's why you need to come out. <laughs> to find out more, you can once again add us Courtney's Corner 89 on Instagram. Um, we'll be doing Ticket 3 Eventbrite but right as of right now we are just handing them out um, meeting you guys meeting and greeting you guys and letting us know that we love you and we support you so please check out Courtney's Corner on YouTube uh, season 1 is up and be on the lookout for season 2 because it's gonna go down just definitely yes. just subscribe now and just thank us later you're right. just mm-hmm. subscribe and, and hit the bell right. and hit, hit the, the bell, bell. subscribe right. now um if you do subscribe, we, I will be sending you out a free shirt. So please oh, make sure that you do subscribe to the Courtney's <laughs> Corner. <laughs> we got to talk. We got to talk. We got to talk. But yo, what's your Instagram? Page. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. My personal Instagram mm-hmm. or? Or the show. Or uh, the, like, show mm-hmm. person, the show Instagram is Courtney's Corner 89. And my personal Instagram is Starks Gone Crazy. And Jasmine doesn't care about social media, so she's not. That. <laughs> <laughs> right, every other day she's leaving. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all Oh man, but um, I want to thank you guys for coming through for sure. Thank for sure, thank thank yo, for enjoyed it. coming up right after this is here now with Rachel C. You got more Ben Lewis coming up because I'm covering for Rachel C on this Valentine's Day. Do not go anywhere. Stay tuned. I will be right back on the other side of the one minute promos with more of myself. And I didn't get to do Don't At Me on today's show, so I'm gonna do Don't At Me during here now. Rachel C. Hope Rachel doesn't mind. But do not go anywhere. Here now, Rachel C. Coming up right after this. Again, thank my guests. I want to thank Addy for just, just being so Addy for being so professional and reminding me that I don't got no money. Cucumber and water, <laughs> limes and stuff. Ugh, all right, but it's Ben Talks right here, Radio Free Brooklyn, and uh, we'll be back.